Whoa, it's Hotline League episode 33. So excited to be here. There's a ton of stuff to talk about, as there is every single week. The second second week of LCS happened. We're starting to see who's who. By the way, there's five people at third place. Uh, some other stuff happened that we're going to get into. You guys are going to call. We've got Echo Fox's coach, Anero, here. He's got a great voice and actually has uh, very strong opinions. So that's Hotline League episode 33, and it's starting literally right now. Hotline League is brought to you by... Open by HP. Here we are on episode 33 of Hotline League. How's it going, Mark? Uh, am I muted? No, I'm not muted. You're not hey, muted. it's going great. Uh, I'm hanging out, getting ready to talk about League of Legends. I probably won't ask an arrow too many questions at the top because I have a feeling there are very similar questions coming from commenters or Collins. So I probably won't yeah. say too much. What's, what's been this week for you? What have you been doing? What's going on? Secret projects, super secret, super secret projects. Oh, really? Yeah, like government classified, super secret, awesome projects. Who? People, just really secret stuff. All right. Sounds like Zell's about to raid the Twitch channel. No, I think he's coming in my room because he's confused about oh. something. Can I help you? Yeah. Is he? He's not raiding the channel. No, he's, he opened my door and looked in at me, and he has his phone as a streaming device. And he's just creeping in my corner. Okay, well, if, you should tell everyone to come watch this the show. Uh, no. Anyways, yeah, I'm here. It's great. Let's go to Anero. You're bringing so much energy. Anero is here. Anero, do you want to give right everyone back. an idea of who, who you are? Because not everyone knows. Uh, I mean, I'm the head coach of Echo Fox, and I guess that's kind of it. Well, what's your background? Yes. Um, my background in like coaching. So yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, what have you done before? Because you, it's not like uh, you just are. You suddenly appeared. You've been coaching a I little bit now. Tainted Minds. Um, before that, I was Dream Team. Both uh, solid teams. It was really good times. And before that, I was Mouse Sports. And Very then good. before that, I was nothing. Pretty much. It just didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a solid history, right? Yeah, yeah. It's no, that's good. good. That's good. Why is Zell on the show in the beginning. What did you What did you do to Mark? Wait, you're muted, so I can't. He's just got the headset on. Yeah, unmute your Discord. Unmute your Discord, not the Skype. Jesus, what is this show coming to? Why is this happening? Uh, all right, hello, hello everybody. I thought we fired you from the show. Uh, yes. Okay. But I'm back. What is I going? Rehired. What is going on? I don't know. We're just chilling. I think Mark's getting his girlfriend, so I'm. Um, you know, this is a show, right? Now. Right, like that you've now invaded. Oh, I can I can be refired any any. Zell, what's been going now. on with you lately? Oh, uh, good. Just stay busy over at uh, Rito, and uh, you know, working on my pet projects as usual. So, what do you? How you been, man? What do you think of LCS from this past weekend? It's been a wild ride. I gotta say, um, what I was were your looking forward moments? to it. Uh, some of my favorite moments. Let's see. Uh, the war cheering, obviously everyone's favorite. Um, really excited about the times that they cheered for every ward that got killed. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, how about you, man? Uh, it was a great. It was a great weekend. I miss Mark. Uh, he brings something to the show that you don't. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, League of Legends and how the show right, works. We're gonna here. we're gonna go straight into calls because. Uh, I think, you know, that's ultimately what people want. And 
That's what we're going to give you. Mark normally does this part of the show. He says something about how he's going to spam the Discord, which is what I'll do right now. And you can click on the Discord. You join. Uh, you want to put your questions in the uh, in the Twitch, the pleb topic section. Uh, you you should put like a. It doesn't have to be like a question. It can actually be like an assertion, right? Like I think TSM isn't going to make finals because of this, or I think double lift is overrated because of this, or I think Anero should not have changed his look during the split because of this. Uh, and that and then Mark will examine those questions. And he'll pull you into the waiting room. Once you're in the waiting room, you just wait till Mark uh, comes and check you, checks you out. And then you can join the show. If you are a sub, you can actually get access to the subtopic channel. Go ahead and put your question or your hot take in there. Uh, we do check that as well. It gives you a little bit of a better chance, I think, than some of the plebs to get in. And that's how the show works. Uh, I have now given the spiel. And hopefully you guys can appreciate that. And here's Mark. He's back. Nice, dude. Yeah, I had to let my girlfriend in. It right. wasn't Josh's fault that I just... Well, I just gave the spiel on questions, but... I feel like we should... we should, While you're pulling questions, we should talk a little bit to uh, Anero. Anero, how's coaching been these past couple of weeks? How are you enjoying LCS? I mean, it's been fun as hell, honestly. Like, this whole new patch, I thought the split coming in was going to be kind of just the same old, same old thing, but yeah. this patch is the funnest thing I think I've ever worked in. Really? What do you yeah, think of all the people nice. complaining? They say, like, oh, gold funneling is boring as hell. Life sucks. Everything's miserable. I mean, beat it. Like, if gold funneling is boring and it's just OP and it's going to be in every game, I think people should try to figure out what beats it. Yeah. And I think that's fun. When you're, like, trying to search for that next big thing, I think that's super fun when you get to figure it out. Yeah. Mark, how's uh, how's it been for you as an analyst us these past couple of weeks? Because we're you know the first week everyone was figuring stuff out. Now we've had it for a couple of weeks. Maybe you have a better idea. I think it's probably the I, I've watched more League of Legends in the last three weeks than I had watched in a long time. Like I don't think outside of like prepping for some international event where I don't know what any of the teams are, I don't think I've had to watch or wanted to watch. And actually did watch more League than I did uh, getting ready for this season. I watched like literally every LPL and LCK game I could. Uh, and then I watched some EU. Like that's how much I was watching. I actually watched EU. So I love it. Like it's, it's you difficult actually to watched EU. I got you. Yeah. I mean, like <clears throat> it's difficult to prepare for. And I think a lot of viewers are struggling, but like I talked to a couple like teams and players and stuff about like what was going on. So like when I saw it in, China and stuff when everything started out, like I was already prepared. Like I already knew about Mordekaiser, Shivana and like Nuni Karthus and all that. Yeah. Kaisa, Braum, whatever it is. Like, but I don't think a lot of fans were prepared for it. Even if they heard like, wow, crazy meta incoming, like watching it for the first time is, is definitely weirder, but I'm a hundred percent on board with the new meta minus like, I understand if gold funneling ends up being the new meta. Like that's just the most efficient and correct way to play the game. I understand maybe that should get, nerfed a little bit yeah. uh but there i have different reasons for that and, I'm, and maybe we can get into it. yeah well uh why don't we get the show going uh we've had some people <clears throat> i think put their questions and their topics into the chat i already did your job for you mark because you had to go let your girlfriend in so i think we should be ready to start pulling people uh yeah, it looks like you might have already pulled a couple yeah i need to tell those people to unmute in the waiting room okay go tell them yeah well i 
They're muted, Travis. I need to tell them. One of here. them is no. They're both. Both of them have their mics muted. Only one of them has their headset muted. Yeah, that just. Changed. And one of them just unmuted. That so. just changed. Okay. Because I'm doing this right now. There we go. As you can tell, the show has no problems. Uh, everything's it's pretty great. smooth. Yeah. Anero, how how's it go. been working? Is Huni just like having the time of his life? Does he he wants to play all the other roles, or is this something that's more strategic? Uh, I mean. He wants to play it. He wants to play whatever he thinks is best. Like, he's not just like, all right, I'm playing jungle today. I want to practice jungle only. It's just like, okay, this yeah. champ's good. It's yeah. probably better if the guy who's played this champ plays it rather than saying like, <laughs> all right, Josh, you play this champ now. Let's see if it works. Yeah. So, I mean, he likes it. All the players like it, honestly. Like, no one on our team has really complained about it that much. Yeah. Well, our first guest is Moonizzle. Moonizzle, where are you calling from? Hey guys, I'm calling from Anaheim, California. Anaheim, California. I know that name. What? Yeah, it's close by. <laughs> uh, what? What would you like to talk about on the show today? Oh uh, well, I wanted to ask Enero uh, a few questions. Uh, first question is, uh, how did your transition from playing to coaching go? Um, not that great, I guess. I mean, I was just lucky, kind of, that I ran into an opportunity because I was awful at playing the game. I was really bad. And then I just randomly had to play a game as a sub for the team that I worked with. I had no opportunity to ever be a pro player. I don't have like the ability to play at that level at all. But I mean, getting into coaching was kind of lucky and it just worked out. How, how did you get into coaching, yeah. I guess? Yeah, oh, okay. like, what's your uh, origin story? <clears throat> so. I was just looking for a job, really, um, doing anything. Like I was working at this ropes course in Florida at the time. And ropes course? Yeah, you know, like high ropes course, you're like, I don't know, like 50 feet up in the air and you're like on trees and you like do an obstacle course. Yeah. You're like Travis has never been outside. No, that uh, it's pretty that. lit, Travis. I'd recommend it. I don't uh, like heights. Do you, if you ever go to Tree Trek in Orlando, that was me. I worked okay. at that place. Um, yeah, I did that. And then in my off time, I played league. And I saw someone um, on Twitter retweeted a post about looking for like an analyst for a UK team. And I was like, cool, I'll try to do that. And I made some like spreadsheets and stuff. You know, I did that typical type of thing. And yeah, they picked me up. I was working with Dan. Dan was the first jungler I ever worked with. Um, really good friend of mine. And I started working for their team and then he ended up joining a team called Prides. Dan, I joined with Dan him. who for people who might not know. Um, he used to play for UOL before Gilius joined. He played with them when they were promoting into the uh, LCS for the first time, and he left to go to school. And then Gilius ended up playing for them. So, yeah, he's just a challenger player. He's still around in the scene, but I think he's trying to get into PUBG now. Um, but, yeah, I joined team with him. That team turned into Mouse Sports. I just kind of, like, followed him because he liked working with me. And then while I was an analyst on that team, I just became the head coach because there was no one else doing it. Gotcha. So, you know, it's just a nice opportunity that popped up. Munizel, I think you had another question about coaching. That's dope. Uh, no, uh, the next question was, uh, well, it kind of is a question about coaching, but what do you think se uh, separates your current team from the past teams that you coached? Um, well, one thing for sure is stability. I mean, past teams didn't really stay around for a long time because of the actual like structure internally. So that was a problem. Right. Um, but in terms of like actually playing, like all the guys on this team are super aggressive. 
which I think everyone is very aware of and aggressive with like, each other. Super focused on winning. Oh, not okay. just a game. Like everyone thinks that these guys like beat up on each other out of the game and they're like pissed off all the time, but everyone's pretty relaxed for the most part. We just have good discussions and everyone wants to play the game like super aggro all the time. So it's very different than other teams in that aspect because everyone's trying to win the game really hard rather than just hoping someone else messes up. Yeah. The Echo Fox Fight Club, somebody in Twitch chat says. Yeah. No, <clears> use <throat> the word implode. Yeah. Everyone's aware implosion still. Do you do you well, feel like your team has like a very different identity from other teams? Um I think so, but I think it's just because we kind of have an identity. Yeah. I think a lot of teams kind of don't have identities in a lot of regions or are scared to like you know, create one, really. Yeah. I was gonna ask, what's the what's the have you guys ever gotten close to like a blow up like fuck you man fight? Yeah, of course. Cl- okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if you're in a competitive team and that doesn't happen, your team's not really competitive. Like, people are gonna get pissed off eventually. Like, you're gonna lose some games, you're gonna get pissed off, and it's just like how you handle that and like bounce back from it, and you just you're fine. Like, everyone just wants to win, so they're gonna get pissed off when they think that someone's hindering them from winning, yeah. but. It's definitely not something that's just like into the world. Very good. Winnizel, anything else? Um, what what champs would you like to see break into this uh, new meta? What champs do I want to see break into the new meta? Huh. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like any champion I've thought of that's kind of like I wanted to see played is kind of getting played. Elise. It's pretty much everything. Uh, Elise is boring, man. Elise in what? Elise. Elise, Elise is, is like, so lame. I mean, you just Elise throw a dives at three. You dive at three. I think I mean, Elise is pretty boring. I would love I to see Elise in. What? I'd love to see Elise in. Elise in's fun. Okay, Elise in coming back would be great. I'd actually like to see Elise in because that champ's hype. <clears throat> Elise is hella boring though. She just cocoons you, hits you, and then lifts up in the does air. It, yeah, it does like, a little. Wow. Nice play. I love. I love the level three ganks you can pull off with Elise. Yeah, it's so unique when they dive the turret at level three. Oh. Yo, Renekton, Elise, old school top dive, level three, build the wave. Fucking, I mean, that was that was my shit. I love that. It's lame. <laughs> I agree. I want to see Elise. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'm glad we got this shit like Heimerdinger played now. That's just yeah, right. Like that's hella fun. Heimerdinger, super hard. <laughs> dude. You see him drop that fatty turret down, and then the melees ran into him, and died. Yeah, it's <laughs> more of that. That's funny as hell, man. You know how confusing it is when a Heimerdinger is just in a fight? Like, no one knows how to fight around that shit. The guy just comes in, and everyone gets a little startled. Do you oh. do you feel like we're playing more boring compared to the other regions? Because I kind of feel that way. At least EU and Korea. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't really feel it, because we kind of try a lot of stuff. Yeah, you guys but... are pushing it harder than anybody, I think. Yeah, I think as a whole, kind of, but it's not that bad. I mean... But that's how people want to play the game, I guess. Play it that way. It's just, yeah, it's a little boring, I guess. Yeah. Some teams are more boring than others, for sure. Well, so I think uh, last week, I don't know if you saw, Dash was in here, and we were debating like whether or not with uh, the Evos coach, like that was a problem potentially that uh, North America was clearly less inventive than some of the other regions, and like that pointed to player like skill set. It like problems or anything, or if you just legitimately don't think it, it matters that much as long as people are playing what they're best at. What what's the question with it? 
Do you, are you like concerned for North America as a region if everyone else is, is branching out more and we're stuck playing the same old meta or close to it? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's very good for us if people aren't willing to test it. I mean, I know some teams are at least doing it in scrims and then just not doing it on stage, which is understandable. People just want to get the wins, right? Yeah. But I mean, some teams aren't even doing it in scrims and they're just kind of rolling with it. It seems like they're just waiting for the next patch to fix all of this or something to come. And I think that's really bad. Yeah. I don't know. We're definitely pretty slow with things sometimes. I think EU as a whole is usually pretty quick with finding out what's good. And so is LPL. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, thank you so much, Moonizzle, for calling in. Thank you, guys. Shout out to Saints Tots. Yeah. Hey. I actually, there was a, uh, I need to get the picture because I took it on Sebastian Park's phone, but there was a, <laughs> a woman at the LCS this weekend with a Saints Tots sign. Which I don't know if people know that like that's like a meme from a hot, uh, State of the League episode from like 2012. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Saints mod. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you so anyway, much. Anyway, see you, brother. <laughs> see you, see you, brother. <laughs> where where did that start coming from, Nick? Because I feel like you say um, it. Yeah, so I feel like I kind of made a made this a bad thing. Um, Ethug came to our boot camp in the off season. And he would always say, like, one love, brother. And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever because that kid's so goofy. And I just kind of started saying brother at the end of stuff, just kind of, like, making fun of him because uh, we're, like, good friends. And it just kind of stuck. And I can't stop it now. And it's hella annoying that I do it, but it's just one of those things you've, like, you've done to make fun of someone. It just yeah. becomes a habit and you can't but stop it. it. it so how did it get over to Acadian? Because I, I hear Acadians say it all the time, too. Or is it just, like, you guys kind of hanging out? I know me and Demonte started doing it to each other because we would play like other games. And I thought Moon and Acadia were saying that now. for a while to each other too. Yeah, they probably were. Yeah. I think it's just kind of funny because of the like Hulk Hogan thing too. Yeah, adding at the end of every tweet. Very good. All right, uh, let's move on to the next caller. As I give a couple shout outs here, uh, shout out to twenty year old Asian girl Caesar seventeen who resubbed and said, "OMG, it's Nick Smith, the what a sexy beast." Robot wow. Russ resubbed. Uh, Real Foxy gifted oh. a sub to CNN as fake news, and then Kalita One sent a thousand bits. So thank you to them. Next up, we've got Sable Flag on the show. Sable Flag, a Fenron Jenkins, uh, I don't know, a constant viewer. I don't know if you're a mod. Are you a mod? No, I wish. Okay, well, working your way up to mod uh, of the. I am. I am addicted now to Total War Warhammer Two. Holy shit, it's it's amazing. I have so many hours <laughs> in that game. I started because Fenron and I did that stream where he was teaching me, and now I'm, like, obsessed. Yeah. Travis, well, I mean, you told me about it. What? You told me about it. What? You told me about Fenron. So. Oh, nice. Well, I'm yeah, glad that it happened. Tell me. Yeah. I didn't... What, what were you saying, Mark? You're kind of quiet. I was saying, what are we doing here? Oh, we're talking about Total War Warhammer 2, the greatest game. Yeah, ever. this isn't the Total War Hammer 2 Dawn of War 40K talk show. <clears throat> <That's> <laughs> not, that's, all right, let's move on. Um, Sable Flag, what do you want, or where are you calling from? I am calling from Orlando, Florida. Ooh. Orlando, Florida. What? That's yeah. Cool. There we Which go. Did, you know have you ever been to the rope place? Yeah, I think I've probably driven past it. I, there's one. It, is it on I four? Yeah, it's right uh, near Disney. Like it's yeah. the exit yeah, yeah. after Disney. I've driven past it hundreds of times. Very good. <laughs> it's crazy. In, you that probably drove a, past an arrow working there. Probably. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had a sick farmer's tan then. I looked great. Yeah. My body was very brown and my chest was very white. Right. <laughs> Damn. Let's like, what do you want to talk about the show today? Alrighty. Um, I just feel like the the fact that we have best of ones right now just sucks so much. Because, oh, this call again. Well, I just we have a new meta to talk about. Okay, okay, talk. Yeah, talk. finish your thought. Well, the, like I, I see it if we're playing standard because like I don't feel like that was quite as snowbally. But with with games just being over at like five or seven minutes, it's like that's not really competitive. But like especially with the 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 game with your game this week uh, against OG, like, I just feel like seven times out of ten, uh, Fox wins that, but OG just, like, they just snowballed and won. Yeah, but they deserve it. Right, like, no, yeah. 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 You know, Not- bo- both teams go into the weekend, and we both know that we have one shot to actually make it a win. So if we go in and we're like, cool, we're going to try to play super versus super, and if we lose, we lose, you know, I got to deal with that, like, that happens. Holy I think, shit. I think best one sh- definitely benefits those people that are like not wanting to try shit because they're super scared. But yeah. It took me so long to realize who OG was because that's always origin in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jin is <laughs> talking Opt, about clutch Opt gaming. Opt is what I think of optic. Optic gaming. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Well, I mean, I've been watching Halo, so. I've, no, I, no, it's not your fault. I just like, literally <laughs> yeah. brain fart. And I was like, they, they had the crazy game against Golden Guardians. Maybe he means GG. Like, I, I, I'm just full mind blank, dude. Yeah. Right. So yeah. on that note, Sable, do you know what the average game time uh, this week was? It was long, right? Yeah, it was 37 minutes. But he's Jeez. saying the games are done by 20 minutes, right? No, I'm... Was, I, or even earlier. I, I don't think that... Well, yeah, that's true. I just... Sometimes I feel like some of the games just seem like the one the team that's losing is just stalling out and like they're just sort of slowly grinding down. But there were four comebacks on Sunday. Honestly, the reason viewers probably feel like that is because so many teams are just like, all right, cool, let's wait till late game and just don't don't mess up. We'll just wait. It's fine. Like, I don't know. There's there's some teams boosting the uh, the average game time hella hard right now. Yeah, I don't think it should be 37 minutes. I, I'm kind of being a contrarian here. I, I mostly agree with Sable that the, the game, like if people are playing really aggressively and they're playing some of these more snowball team comps because we are still playing pretty standard. The game probably is still a little too fast. I I was mostly just from the North American. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, I, I feel like this meta, especially with, uh, I mean, I feel like it was worse last week on patch, uh, seven, 11, eight, 11. I can't remember. Eight, 11. I, yeah. I just feel like it was worse, but this week is still just sort of, I, and not, not to take anything away from the teams that do win, I just feel like we'd get a more accurate picture of who's stronger if yeah. it were best of threes. Yeah, you for sure get more accurate. Like, yeah. totally. Um, it's just, man, when you got to watch all those teams play all day, three games, and some of them it's just like, yeah, they're going to win this game, but we got to sit here and wait 30 minutes because <laughs> it's that. Like, can you imagine watching, what was it? Was it Clutch and TSM or Clutch and C9? Yeah. What was you the first watch three games from them? That's just going to take forever. <laughs> Who knows who's going to win? Because they're both coin flipping at 40 minutes and hoping for the best. Like, you're, that be that Optic FlyQuest game on Sunday, I would not want to watch that as a best of three series. Yeah. That I mean, I feel fun. like that's the danger with best of threes always, though. Yeah. Yeah. Always so I feel like you can always complain, right? Like, you can complain 
when you're in a best of three situation because you are frustrated that you have to sit through like garbage. But then you can complain whenever you're in the best of one situation because you're like, oh, this meta is so great. It'd be so cool. People would be more willing to try things like, uh, you know, like the it would be more obvious who who's going to win. I That's why, like, for me, it ends up being a toss up. And if viewership is better in a best of one scenario, I think that's why it still makes sense to stick around in the best of one scenario. Yeah, I mean, I end up liking best of one more just because, like, for viewers, it's better and regular season for the most part doesn't matter that much it's just playoffs that matter and as long as playoffs are best of three best of five you know that's that's cool with me that's really all i care about yeah Yeah. i guess that's an interesting take because you never plan on battling for playoffs you're just going to make it every time Uh, if you're a good team you should be in playoffs like i think there's no excuse to not make playoffs really um i even think the split that where i joined echo foxman didn't make playoffs there's no excuse not to make playoffs if you don't make playoffs you suck and all those best of ones. You gotta get over People that. can just cheese you and then you don't make playoffs. I mean well, if you get cheesed, you suck. Like that's just how it goes, you know. For all all the games of the of the season, you, then yeah, you suck. Like if you can't figure out how to play around that. Like, like cheesing's how you win, why aren't you cheesing? Yeah. Like if people are beating because you're cheesing, fucking cheese, bro. Get in there and like do something different and get your They have answer. dignity. How, they're not gonna <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Cheese along with the best. Very good, Sable Flag. Thank you so much for the call. Of course. Yeah, appreciate it. Moving on to some more callers here. I want to give a shout out to uh, Is this guy will dominate Killing You Guy, Thorn719, Peace Loves Lomo, and Red Belzy uh, for that. We've got CSEERS17 on the show. CSEERS, where are you calling from? Uh... Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, very close by. Uh, thank you for yeah. being a Twitch Prime sub. What, or sorry, a Twitch sub? I don't know if it's Prime or not. What uh, do you want to talk about on the show today? I'd like to talk about uh, pregame routines. Pre-game so routines. what I've what I've heard is that some people on uh, Echo Fox have very specific pregame routines. I don't know if they've continued to this split or not, but yeah. How did you hear this? Uh, well, I'm part of one for Nick, and then I've uh, heard them for the other Wait, things. You're part of one you're for part Nick? Of, yeah, so you, yeah. You guys yeah. know each other? So Charlie joined this split as an intern, but he's had me added on Snapchat for, like, months before this. Okay. Is, are we going to need, like, a, a disclaimer, like, this is about to get real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got me on Snapchat. and then... oh, yeah, It's a saucy Snapchat, for okay. sure. Okay. Yes. He, Which way? Is it his, his Snapchat that's, that's saucy, or is it yours? <laughs> And is it if he's an intern? Are you able to have this type of saucy Snapchat situation? Yeah, just workplace. Dude, come on, man. Yeah, workplace just, romance. Just let the boys do their thing. Come on, <laughs> like, let the boys play. But yeah, he messages me every time before we play. He's like, "Good luck today, man. Rooting for uh, you." It's it's rooting for you, bud. There, yeah, that okay. he says that, and I say thanks, man, and then I do this smiley face that I put in the chat. Okay, and that's it. And he didn't do it Saturday before Optic, and we lost. But he did it the other three games when we won. So. so do you hit him up and do you get frustrated if he doesn't? Like I can't hit him up because then it breaks it. Like, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. just takes both parts to do it. Charlie, um, like, don't you feel like you could ransom this? Oh, 100 percent Okay. But 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 I it's mean, a, but it's been a thing last but last split. So it's now a thing. Okay. So you're so and you've heard how do you know about the other ones? The other previous uh, rituals? Well, I, I have I have connections as has been revealed. Um 
But yeah, I heard uh, Dardock last split uh, had to beat his high score in Doodle Jump. Yeah, so he played Doodle Jump before every game, and he always beat his high score the day before we started. And then one day he didn't beat it, and we lost that game against CLG. Um, so it was instantly cursed. Um, yeah, that was also the first game that my girlfriend came to. We lost, so instantly cursed. Um, yeah, we had a few curses last split that we started keeping track of, and we made sure to get rid of all of them this split, but... Charlie you dumped your girlfriend, thing. or she's banned from the LCS. Nah, yeah, yeah, he's like, she comes to every she LCS was a game. curse, and so she was, now she was there. Yeah, she was there on uh, Sunday. Now it's backwards. So she came to the first two games, didn't come Saturday, but she came Sunday. We okay. won all the games she was there for, and lost the ones she wasn't there for. So she's required to come there. Like okay. she just quit her job. Oh, really? In order to do this, so. did she actually quit her job? She she actually quit her job that Sunday before she came, and then she came to LCS, and we okay. won. So. If she gets a job, does that is that part of the curse? Like, maybe, yeah, maybe, no, maybe quitting her job is the thing to do to win. She needs to get a new job every, every week. week, two new jobs, I guess, every week. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that sounds good to me. So is the doodle thought, jump thing a a Dardock ritual or like an Echo Fox ritual? That's a Dardock ritual for okay. sure. He got rid of it now, though. He doesn't do it anymore. Okay. I thought this like was going to be like real rituals. Like Ray Allen only eats chicken. I mean, how is this not real? I mean, so these are pretty real. Yeah. I, what do you, I don't know. How, I is, how is him, the Snapchat thing, different best. than the chicken thing? It's like a. It's. Like, I was going to say a couple other things before I got cut up, but like he, he goes there with three hours before, has to do 200 shots, eats chicken only. Or something like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be something else other than fucking doodle jump, and my girlfriend can't show up or might show up. I mean, what do you want us to do, man? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't eat before LCS games. I'll eat oh, that, like that's Jolly one. Ranchers or something like that. And I uh, ate before the Optic game, and we lost too. So there's that because they had some hella good chicken backstage. And I so really do you guys play chicken. last game? Do you just starve all day? Yes, he does. Yeah, I usually just eat a lot when I leave. It's our, <laughs> I've not heard any other teams that are like some I've heard have little things like. Usually having to do with bathroom activities, but I am I'm as it feels like Echo Fox is more than I've ever heard of before. I don't know, man. It happens. It sounds like anything different that happens gets added onto a list as part of Pretty like much. we we need to do this again. I mean, we can't lose because we're bad. We literally only lose because of factors outside of the game. That's okay, it. okay, good. It's good to know that's how it works. Uh, I don't. Is that as a coach? Do you feel like that's a good idea? Like a good concept to just always blame the losses on outside factors? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that leads to learning. The optic loss got blamed on me because I didn't do it. Okay, it's your fault, bro. Wait, that was the girlfriend's fault. No, no, no. no, That one was my fault. I I didn't tell him. Okay. But Charlie started this, so they Charlie's all work fault. together. Okay. If multiple factors are different, how do you analyze that? Like, do you have like a bunch of people like breaking it down? We have I mean, a uh, <laughs> we have an analyst for that. Um, a superstition analyst. Yeah, a superstition yeah. analyst. Just okay. run the numbers for me on that one, Jim. Just let me know if uh, things are working out. Pretty good. Well, thank you so much, Caesar Seventeen, for the call. Yeah. yeah. See you tomorrow, Charlie. See you tomorrow. Fucking. Echo Fox employees just sneaking onto my show. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to filter them, man. Like, I'm pretty active on our Discord, so those. Yeah, yeah. Are Please just let us. If you see something in the waiting room, if I see R Fox 420, he's out. All right, that's not. That's we're not doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, you've already gotten two callers from our Discord, so. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got Thonk on the show. Is do you know if Thonk is from your Discord? I have no idea. Okay. No, I'm not. So. You're not <laughs> on the Discord. Okay. Sweet. Where uh where 
Whereabouts do you live? I am from uh, KC Mo, Midwest. Okay. Represent. So Ooh. I click on your everyone's names to see if they're a sub to see if they're tagged that way. Uh, yours says that you're in a Diablo three game right now. So are you actually playing Diablo three while on the show? I am actually playing Diablo three. Okay. <laughs> God, if I hear your mouse going crazy, nice, dude, you're getting booted. Yeah. Nah, guys. Nah, not okay. focused up right now. Yeah. You've, you've set it aside. Yes. I got out of the rift. I'm chilling in town. Okay. No clicks. We're good. good. All right. Good to know. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so pretty much just wanted to direct this mostly, I guess, at Mark and Anero. Travis, feel free to hop in if you want. Um, it just really seems odd to me that more teams aren't taking, like, Fnatic's approach of, I, I mean, I guess you could say benching rank Reckless or more in general, benching their marksman player, because we call them 80 carries or bot lanes. Let's say, let's say substituting, player. so it's not quite as harsh. Substituting okay, their okay. marksman players. Uh, because, I, I, I mean, I get it if, like, your marksman player is better than literally all of your academy players, but my example for this question is, like, you can't tell me that Jensen is not better than, say, Keith. Yeah, right? but Jensen so is, is benched wow. for other reasons. That's true. I, I agree with that, but I mean, through these two, three weeks, two weeks now, um, I feel like maybe right. it might be time to bring Jensen. Is it a cl- is this a cloud nine? Are you? Right, you feel right, like you're trying to Trojan horse your way into the cloud nine topic? No, uh, no, no. Wait, I don't want like, I, I, I don't want this to be about cloud nine. They're just my example. Nine, okay. I want to include that in it for why teams don't do it. We, but, <laughs> but uh, just for the sake of this argument, let's just say that Jensen was substituted out and now he's made up and he's ready to be brought back in by the merits of his hard work and dedication sure. to the team. Well, I think another option would, well, we were talking about the DeMonte thing. Okay. All right, we have other C9 callers too, so I'm sure yeah, we'll yeah. get a chance to okay, discuss yeah. the C9 stuff Speaking, in the future. Yeah, what do you think, Nara? Like, why aren't teams like throwing in their academy top laner to play something unique bot lane or mid laner or something? Um, so I think teams just don't want the backlash that comes along with it. And they probably don't want to waste time practicing with that when they think that the patch might disappear in a few weeks. Um, I know for sure we would have done it or at least like tried it. If the wasn't banned, we would have at least like given it a shot to see if it's something that we wanted to do on stage. Um, but I don't know if other teams want to do that, like, especially with the backlash that you saw the C9 got for what they deem is like a, benching that they needed to do can you imagine if they tried to swap out sneaky for golden blue and explaining that to a community like a lot of orgs probably just want to avoid that and say hey just make this work yeah but there are certain orgs that that could get away with it easier like who like no one is going to be like no offense to golden guardians or definitely no one's going to be like what definitely's gone especially since I on the record would. he said like he whenever he got solo queue filled anywhere that wasn't a marksman position he would just quit and dodge the game yeah i so think like, they would get a lot of shit really that. you think so cuz i i feel like everybody the, can do whatever look, they want right now they like, would say look these guys don't care about getting anywhere in franchising see we called it before it started riot these teams are going to be at the bottom and they're not going to care look they put a mid laner in adc look at these idiots there, there's going to be a guy that makes that argument yeah but everyone's already calling golden guardians idiots anyway so why why not just take the risk right, go, i'll have you know golden guardians are good cheap. yeah so guardians killing it they should have bought beat nick's ass but they, they should have kicked up. our ass like do you see what happened to us level one that game was over well, look, like, my point is, Hunter's, Hunter's in the chat, so I'm enjoying blowing him up. But um, <laughs> I 
I my point is is that you pick Sneaky as the example of and like of course the moment like if they take double if out of game Sneaky Bjergsen uh, whoever like people are gonna lose their shit. But there are orgs that can experiment more with it. I think, by the way, Echo Fox being one of them, and you said you would have tried uh, putting Demonte in. Well, so. so I thought after that first Vlad performance, I was like, holy shit, if they're going to do that, just put somebody else in for all tech. Now, he did have an f- amazing second game, so obviously he can play Vladimir. But I think like the idea that you need to have your marksman in is probably a little like too ingrained like we're not even experimenting with marksman players let alone like role swapping them out too much at least in north america from what we see in terms of games so i'm not surprised at that but i also do think even just from purely a strategic level it kind of telegraphs what you're doing like if you pull out definitely suddenly you're like well maybe we don't need to ban ezreal but and here's the trick here's the trick you put your mid laner in your academy mid laner and then you just have him play a oh i liked it more when you were in the dark um, and then you just have him play a marksman, and then it just blows their mind, you know? Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, like, there is still a strategic hit that you take. Yeah, because yeah. that team's probably not going to be as good of a marksman player, just the same way your marksman player is not going to be as good of a bruiser slash wizard player. Yeah. I think wizard it's also is, Are we using wizard like, now? Afro said wizard, and I fucking love it. So I'm going to keep <laughs> saying <laughs> I also think, though, like, there's definitely, like, this whole thing against um, just, like, being benched in general. Like, the culture isn't really there where people feel like they're a part of a team and that the 10 players that are on that team are actually them winning. Like, they feel like if I'm not on stage, I'm not winning. So people are going to agree with that so much. So hard. (laughs) Like, players are going to hate that shit because people aren't from, like, sports backgrounds where it doesn't matter so much. Like, Who's right, starting it's about if you your merits. Out for a bit, yeah, but you like, have to okay, teach them. One, so I won. Like the people that are like on the bench in the NFL, they get the Super Bowl and they played for a little bit and they got pulled out. They're getting a ring too, you know. But in LCS, like people don't see it that way because it's yeah. just like different cultures. So people are like, at least from player perspective, definitely against that, and it's a huge like ego hit. And teams want to avoid that for sure. But now um, you can't. I think that'll change with time. Yeah, you can. You can change that. Like, look what Jack's yeah. doing with C9, right? Like he. Bench the players because he's not afraid of relegation anymore. You can start to change yep. that. You can bring your They're definitely trying in. to change it. But you, you, you saw how the players reacted, right? Yeah. Like, that was for sure, like, a mental hit. Like, they didn't look like they handled that that great. Based off Twitter, they didn't look like they handled it that, that no, great. No, but doesn't no. that, like, promote got, I mean, a healthier, competitive, like, it's good. culture in your, it's, in, your, in your league? Like, for sure. It don't should you be want like, that? It should be like that for sure. But I'm just saying, like, that's why teams try to avoid doing it yeah. because – they're worried about that and they don't think it's going to be good for their like environment if they shake it up and they'd rather care about keeping their players happy right now than risking it. But I definitely think it's the type sure. of culture that should be fostered so that people feel like it's a team. And I think Academy, as long as teams are approaching Academy correctly and integrating their Academy team, like into practice occasionally and just making sure they try to make it feel like a team, um, it'll get better with time, but it's definitely not going to be like instantly good. But franchising should fix that stuff as the years go on, and all of this is like made better in, in esports. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just for like another comparison, like the idea of a coach as someone you should actually listen to, like in season four, was not a thing. Like players just didn't want to listen to support staff ever, and now I think a lot of teams and players are used to the idea of like after scrim, someone telling them you could have done this instead. Yeah, because that, that that's only taken a couple of years to get used to, and I'm sure 
the idea of swapping academy players in and out more often based off some things and trying things out will become more common. Thonky, we're going to say. Well, no, I was just going to say I 100% agree with the narrow. I think that building a more competitive culture, that's why I'm praising teams like Fnatic and Cloud9, because I think that what they're doing, combined with franchising, is moving things in the right direction. Now, I just, I would hope that, like, well, not hope, but let's say Cloud9 comes out next week and puts in Jensen for Keith. Like Mark said, it's going to give the other team a strategic advantage. But at the same time, I feel like Jensen could probably pull out a mean Lucian, Ezreal, Kaiza, the champions, or the marksmen that are already strong in the bot lane anyway. And then if not, well, then you've got a whole mid lane pool, uh, you know, a guy who can play those champions in the bot lane more effectively than maybe Keith can or Sneaky can even. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, to add on that, that, someone put in the chat that like people forget Easy Hoon and Haru are world champions. I think like it, it kind of shows like didn't Easy Hoon have to like they got like a complaint or something about even getting a world skin for him? Yeah. Like, he wasn't going to get one at first. I think that's fucked up. Like that shows just kind of how the culture is like they don't view it that the, the whole team gets it. It's literally just those five players that started got it, even though that guy played games like that just kind of shows how the culture is like it's very much not viewed that way by a lot and of critical people. games too he was yeah. very important to their success that year maybe the skins team was just like i don't want to make another fucking that could easily people be who make the super bowl rings are like man i don't want to make another fucking ring man. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah that's a fair point we'll ring like fucking the janitor that the, the place gets it yeah you go a little and Arrow, you mentioned that part of the reason why teams aren't doing this stuff is because they're nervous that everything's going to change in a couple of weeks. Isn't is that seems like a really bad thing? Like, I it almost feels like Riot when they make these big changes should make some sort of commitment to the teams that you know we're going to try. <coughs> excuse me, we're going to try to uh, cultivate this environment or keep it going, or like, hey, this is we're an experiment because it it feels weird that like teams can't fully adjust to changes and they just kind of have to predict or wonder if something's going to happen. Um, I mean, I think it's bad if teams approach it that way, but I'm sure some people probably think that, all right, Riot's going to fix this because they probably don't like that. It's not like this. Cause in the past, like where, um, what was the whole juggernaut meta that happened yeah. like right at worlds? And then they were like, Oh damn, this was bad. And then it just went back to eighties after people are probably expecting that that's probably going to happen eventually. So yeah. If they can just like tough it out for a bit, they're like, all right, cool. We didn't waste two or three well, weeks of practice on this. I mean, that's a strategy to approach it, but that seems a little short sighted to me because I'm pretty sure in some of those patch notes and some of those like quick gameplay thoughts things, like they've, ex- I'm pretty sure they've even gone so far as to like explicitly state, like, we want to free up the bot lane to be more than just marksmen. Yeah, they have. They've said so, that. But yeah. So I'm sure I think some teams might just be like, yeah, they're just saying that shit though. Well, that's kind of where I was going to go with it next is that like, you know, you said that they don't want to take the risk of, oh, okay, well, we just avoided this meta, but um, what happens if that's just it forever, right? Isn't one of like the great staples or characteristics of like an LCS player is to be able to adapt and to change? Shouldn't you be able to have a player who can adapt and change? And what if this is just the meta going forward? Well, maybe crit marksmen come back in three patches, but two patches after that, we're back to where we are now. Yeah. And the cycle continues. Hey, Thunk, thank you so much for the call. I uh, appreciate having you on and uh, looking forward to 
finding out how the rest of your Diablo 3 run goes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Glad I was able to catch it live instead on the podcast. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll see you next time. Thank see you it. so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Emily said something, too, by the way, about the, like, 10-man roster. You can't even get support at international competitions. Yeah, that sucks. That's another oh, reason. Yeah, that's yeah. feel good when you're, like, a backup because I can't even bring the whole team. Like, Rift Rivals, I got one sub. That's it. Okay, I, I have a question because you mentioned Rift Rivals and Arrow. Sub. Should... Would it be better for NLCS teams to sub in their academy team for Rift Rivals and give their NA team or like their main roster a break? Uh, I don't think so. I think if you need a break three weeks in, that might be a bad thing. Maybe if it was later on in the season. My my point is being like you could use it to try different players. But do you think you even, uh, do you think Rift Rivals provides a lot of uh, instructional? learning experience for the main roster do you think it's valuable for the team um because there's nothing at stake right i think it's definitely valuable in terms of like you're literally scrimming eu teams live pretty much that's really kind of all it is um and that's pretty cool uh but i mean i think you should use it to try out some academy players if you want and just see how good they are it's like okay if we lose this it doesn't matter that much like fans might hate us on reddit but whatever yeah. It's going to hate you anyways. Do you think players feel any pressure at the games, the Rift Rival games? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, All I didn't know if it win. Yeah, sure. I should know, like, compared to LCS, because on the one hand, like you said, it doesn't really matter in the long run for anything, but at the yeah. same time, there's probably more eyeballs and the more hype events. I didn't know. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter, but it does in terms of, like, it's bragging rights, and as much... As much as it doesn't matter if you actually win, the fact that you're going to go on Reddit and see like, uh, we but, won at Rift Rivals and we were in A and, and we now and what if for the next six months. I'd what if we won by using only Academy players? Oh, that'd be hilarious. It, wouldn't that, I mean, uh, isn't that almost worth the that'd risk? That'd be so funny. Like, it would just be funny to do. And if it happened, it'd be like, ah, oh, hell yeah, they suck. I mean, yeah, it kind yeah. of already happened. Mike Young beat them last year. He's in Academy. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty bad for Europe. That was a, a shit fest for sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I probably wasn't very fun to be a European player for that couple of weeks until they did better at Worlds a couple months later. Yeah, but it was definitely fun for us just laughing at Europe for a few months until, you know, Worlds or whatever happened. Was yeah, a I just think weeks. I, I've, I doubt the value of Rift Rivals, and especially because there's nothing going on. And I think teams enjoy. You can kind of, like, if you're triple blocking all the time, it's kind of nice to give uh, your team a, a break. And so Rift Rivals feels like the type of tournament where a team should be at least, like, considering, like, how hard do we go at this? So Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a few different approaches teams have. Like, um, I think it can even be better to put all of your practice in at the start of the split and slowly, like, taper things down yeah. so it gets a little bit less stressful as the split goes on once you're getting into playoffs but which i, mean, I think I a lot of people would, would expect that you would uh you would go hardcore at the beginning of the sp- or at the end of the split to like yeah really ramp to start. yeah yeah um it's actually something that denny our old uh old coach with echo fox was working with that left to go back to um coaching college and working working at college talking about like how sports in the olympics use tapering like they do a lot more work at the start of their practice and slowly they just ease off of doing work until the very end where they barely practice interesting and 
it makes you overperform at the end, which is kind of what like uh, Albus Knox did unintentionally. They practiced a lot, and then like the week before or whatever, they literally couldn't practice, so they played World of Warcraft for a week and completely avoided the game. And then they did pretty well. Like, I don't know. There's different approaches to it, different um, theories behind that type of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mark, before you grab the next caller, uh, I I want to talk about something. I want to talk about our sponsor, Owen by HP. It's a little ad break here. Uh, talk a little bit about their support. They've been supporting a ton of things in esports, all the way down to this itty bitty tiny little bitty show. And uh, it's it's just kind of cool to see all the stuff they've been doing. Uh, I've I've given you guys the spiel before, so this week I'm going to tell you. By the way, they got a new keyboard and mouse coming out. Uh, in just a little bit. And by the way, by the way, the cool thing is we are actually giving away that keyboard and mouse. That's right. You Do can I get sign to up. sign up? Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to, but you can try and we can see what happens. I just put a link in the Twitch chat uh, for the giveaway so people can sign up there. Uh, you can check it out. It's it's actually got some really cool features. I think they've got links. Yeah, they've got links to the descriptions. They're doing some interesting stuff with their accessories. Uh, at least with uh, these two new new guys, so it's actually kind of cool to see the way that they're working uh, in that space. You know, all, obviously a lot of people know them for their computers, uh, but and their laptops. But they also have uh, this line of accessories that they are are developing, and these are the the latest set. So, if you want to win an Omen by HP keyboard and mouse set, all you need to do, I'll link it again, is go to the link. If you are watching in the YouTube VOD, you can find it in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, come find it on the YouTube VOD. Uh, it's it's a, uh, a cool giveaway. By the way, that helps me as well when people sign up. So, in uh, a lot of the ways, you, there's multiple ways to enter the giveaway. A lot of them are very, very, actually, they're all pretty easy to do. And, again, all that stuff helps me. So, uh, thank you so much to Omen by HP for their support of the show. Thank you guys for hitting them up, tweeting at them. People still message me. Say, hey, I got an Omen by HP computer this week. Super cool uh, to see. So thank you so much for Omen, to Omen by HP for their support of the show. Yes, unfortunately, it's not available in all the different regions, but uh, hopefully for those of you that it is available and you can hit it up. I got seven entries. You got seven entries? And you did that in this time? Yeah, in that time, I liked it on Instagram and I followed it on Twitter and I followed Travis on Twitter. Yeah. A lot of the stuff you guys might already be doing, by the way. Yeah, I, I need to follow you on Twitch, but that means I need to link it to Twitch. Yeah. Well, my either way, just click the link, do it. It's I'll great. probably be incapacitated the rest of the show trying to get all these. Uh... <laughs> Very good. Well, Mark, uh, maybe you can take a break from entering the giveaway and grab our next caller. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, also, want to give a shout out to where were we? Uh, Red Belzy Shazdi. Uh, tubes who resubbed Don- Donkey Punch Dan bra- Bravely Platonic. My dogs. We have our next guy. My dog's called Jinx. There you go. Uh, Lagunas is on the show. How's it going, Lagunas? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Matt? Pretty good. Wow. Deep voice. Deep voice. Uh, Wait, where, Nick? Where are, you, where are you calling from? Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, North Dakota. Can you guys have a contest to see whose voice is deeper? Like, you drop it down. It's like low. Drop it real low. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, man? I think I think Lagunas wins this. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you for being a Twitch sub. What do you want to talk about on the show today, Lagunas? 
So I was going to talk about the C9 situation, but to kind of put a little bit of preface onto that because the previous caller got into it, the Cloud9 situation is completely different than the Fnatic situation because Reckless came out and said that he wanted to have the best team possible to go in there. So I think we all have to agree that the Cloud9 and the Fnatic situation is completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I was just comparing the like community's reaction to it, even though it could have been like beneficial for C9 before they even saw they were like, no, this is the worst thing ever. I'm fans of those guys. Heck, this org, you know, but I think it means that Reckless has like a good approach to it. He recognizes that a teammate is going to be better than him. And that's that's good. That's what you should have as an athlete for sure. Very good. So then to lay a little bit more down on this is the fact that everybody's coming down on the players for oh they handled this situation kind of off but if you actually watch the cloud nine uh youtube channel they decided that they were going to make a youtube video of this benching and be like oh hey look at this we're benching these players and actually show like the raw emotion side of it so like that right there kind of discredits jack saying oh i'm disappointed in these guys because pretty much he just clickbaited everybody for views well, I, I don't know if I would say he clickbaited everyone for views. Yeah, because um, if I was if I was a producer trying to maximize views on it, I would say sneaky and Jensen benched raw uncut footage yeah, in yeah. all caps. So I didn't I don't know about clickbaited, but he definitely did release the footage. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say if I was in the shoes of the person making that decision, I probably wouldn't put that on YouTube because I think it's a little fucked for the players. I think it's very my my like philosophy towards that is you should always like praise in public and punish in private because people's reputations matter. And um, I think you should keep that in mind. But I mean, you know, people have different approaches. That's their decision, I guess. What did so you think of breaking it. point in Arrow? I also thought it was pretty bad. Yeah. What did you think, think of Loco Doco and Dardock and everyone that was involved management wise look hella bad. What did you think about the initial rebirth episode where we benched Piglet? I think... I, honestly, I don't remember all of that one completely, but I think any time as a concept, if you're like videoing someone getting benched, it's maybe not the best thing to just put in the public. I think it's just kind of weird unless the player was just like, oh, I'm cool with it. You know, like it's a good benching. Like, hey, you know what? This player deserves it. And then maybe that player is like talking about it. Like, yeah, I think my teammate should be playing because he's playing better or something, Yeah, which is probably just not going to happen. because A lot of people aren't going to be like that. But I think it's. I think it's a little of a touchy area that probably should be avoided. I, what well, I'm somewhat surprised by this because in, or by Jack, because in the overwatch scene, Noah, I think a lot of people don't know this, but Noah released like he, he they did, they came out with this video. They're like, Hey, we're going to be super transparent all the time. We're going to be the most transparent of any team show ever. And they showed a conversation between Noah and one of his players in the In-N-Out parking lot. See, people are already spamming In-N-Out in the Twitch chat. And In-N-Out became a meme because in the there was a conversation between him where he was basically threatening to bench him. And people, I think, did not think that this was very professional. And he got a lot of shit for it. That's my understanding of it. Uh, and it became like a meme. So I was somewhat surprised that... Like, I think doing that video and saying... It's like airing interviews. Oh, yeah. Jack came in last night, talked to us, benched us like we're trying hard to do this. Jack explaining why he did it, actually showing it. And by the way, like, oh, it does not look good when you're showing it and it's happening in front of everybody. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's the the weirdest part of it because I would have to go back and watch the initial rebirth too. Um, but like we had like a bunch of meetings and we showed some of that stuff and I thought we did a decent job at it because we didn't like we sh- we had footage of the bench but we didn't have much of the conversation included in there. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then I think the bigger issue that a lot of people said that I also agree with was like doing it in a group setting first was really weird. Um, and not like talking them one-on-one on what was going to happen. So like, I think you can question the decision to release it at all. And then you can definitely question the, the actual benching process. I also think like to language first point about how the players got blasted. Like, I don't think they were that great either. Like the, the memeing tweets, like I get that. Uh, that's kind of their brand, but that's not, it was it's a time. And, yeah. There's a time. And I think place. it was bad all around. I mean, maybe they did do something individually before, which I agree. I think before you should have like a one-on-one, like, Hey, this is happening for this. We're going to like talk to all the players as well and make sure everyone's aware, but I want you to know ahead of time. So that way, like you're not caught off guard in front of everyone and embarrassed. Cause I think players should have time to like prepare for that mentally. So they're at least like recovered. Yeah. I think you don't need the player in the room when you're having this conversation. Like you go talk to the players individually and then, Players are gone. You call everybody else except for them in the room and you say, hey, look, this is what's happening. And maybe you film like footage of the conversation. You don't necessarily need to have the whole thing in there. There's just like so many layers deep. The crazy thing about this is that I thought after my interview with Jack, uh, where he kind of explained the behind the scenes on all this. And then like Reaper did that interview with um, Invin, where they strangely titles it like his real reason or whatever. But they... Like those both seemed like this hardcore sneaky fans were still never happy and spamming not my C9. But a lot of people were like, hey, look, it's an unpopular decision. And so it was so weird to me that like a two days later, they just like dropped this shit. And it was like, oh, oh, OK, now. now yeah, it was like they were just winning the public opinion battle and then they just kind of shot them foot. Yeah. It was really weird. So anyways, on to other things like building this building this mentality that you're going to make players be more professional or actually go for the wins. Like, I don't think that cloud nine had the Academy players to actually pull through with this, like with echo Fox, you guys could have subbed in in the bot lane, but I mean, you look across this golden glue is a proven commodity. Keith is a proven commodity. These guys have losing win rates, even in the Academy league. So I don't see, I mean, Zazel's kind of an outlier. He doesn't have enough past to say maybe he is better than smoothie maybe he's even or something like that but when you're subbing in that and you're taking out sneaky and jensen who are proven commodities have positive win rates going against the best in the world the best in na and all that like that's a hard sell to me as far as statistics go i don't i don't know i mean i think there's a couple things there one Jack said in the interview with me that Reaper came to him and said, there's no way we make playoffs with cloud with this cloud nine roster. I think you then feel like if you've got a bunch of guys that are trying hard, it's reasonable to put them in. I think the other thing is you can't, I, I think for a while, I'm interested to know Mark and, and, and Arrow's opinion on this, but I feel like for a while players have been able to kind of bully their position in the LCS, right? Like, well, uh, it's halfway through the split. I You don't like what I'm doing? Well, what are you going to do? Bench me? Like, I've heard stories of, like, what players literally saying, what are you going to do? Bench me? Um, 
And because there's not usually like a second string of players, it's not like traditional sports. We were talking about this earlier. You can't just like bring in players. Um, and so I think I, I look, I don't think that the way this was handled right was right. But the concept, the concept of you've got players who you feel are not putting forth their best effort and you are now going to sub them out for somebody who is. I think that might be a better long term play than just accepting players who are not trying hard. Yeah, but the the try hard mentality, you could give a six year old a keyboard and say that they're trying hard. It has to do with are they better than the competition that they're going to go up against? I don't think entirely it has to do with it, right? Like if Faker suddenly stops trying that hard and he's still a little bit better, but you've got like a second string min laner who can get in there and maybe do some better work. Like, I think even then you still consider you should be considering taking him out. An arrow mark again, like this is more your field. What do you guys think? Well, I think like the the concept of environment as abstract as it is, is really, really important. And so like, according to Reaper and Jack, and that's all we have to really go on is like the environment of the team was just not competitive. Like they had been the starters for, L- for the LCS squad of C9 for like three plus years for a lot of them. And they didn't seem like according, once again, according to the, the other people that they were taking the losses too seriously. And like, yeah, they're trying, they're playing the games, they're doing the things, but there's going through the motions and there's like your actual drive and motivation. And assuming that that had dropped and they weren't performing well, they had fucking tanked the second half of uh, spring split and then got destroyed in the quarterfinals, right? Like, and then your your off-season scrims are not going well and your guys don't seem to care. Like, that's if that's the, the narrative that you're working with, like, yeah, they should probably, probably get benched because even if, you know... They're not as even if they're better than your academy players, like they need a fire under their ass. Yeah. Um, so just going off of what C9 said, like I know nothing about how Jensen and Sneaky are in scrims. Um, but say that they just have players that aren't actually trying, that shit is infectious for sure. Like, have you ever had like a group project in school and you've got like one guy who just doesn't want to do work? I don't know about you, but when that happens, I'm like, fuck that guy. I don't want to do work either. Like yeah. I'm that's not like this show. This guy isn't doing it. I would be doing way oh, more for the show if Mark like did a lot sucks. more, but he just folds it in. So yeah. well, I can that's completely fold it in, Travis. I can go get dinner right now. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That is contagious as hell. Some guy in the chat also just hit it too. Like work ethic is contagious, and maybe like I don't think they handled it correctly, at least from a public perspective. But if they're trying to like fix the work ethic in their team, and they've seen like negative aspects of that that have shown. Um, you should you should find a way to fix it. And if this is the approach they thought was best, then they should have taken that approach. Like, I think the individual player aspect of things obviously matters to a certain extent, but this is a team game. And if as a team, you're not able to get practice because your work ethic and scrims is bad and you're not able to improve as a team and you're just constantly stagnating because everyone's work ethic is now bad because of like one or two people pulling that down, then you should make a move like that. Players are under a contract to perform a certain way and to fulfill their job. And you just got to find ways to make that happen. And if they're bringing the others down, you have to fix it. Yeah, JJMNN12 and says, oh, hey, Sneaky was one game away from winning LCS a year ago. Oh, no, he's so bad. It doesn't, like, in my mind, Jack and, and Reaper never came out and said, never came out and said, these guys suck. So we're bringing in the real stars, Golden Glue. And, like, they... It, it it all had to do with the mentality that they were bringing, and that's separate from skill. 
So. But it's it's how they announced it and how they try selling it. They're trying to sell it like Reaper saying we weren't going to make playoffs with the team the way it was. Well, you're not going to make playoffs with this team either. So that point is kind of shit right there. And then as far as other like the the practice and all that, like doesn't a certain amount of that fall on you and Arrow? Like if your if your squad is not motivated to practice, doesn't that show that you as a coach are not motivating them good enough? Yes. And that is why you have to find ways to motivate. I think that it like the fact that they're having to do it now is probably a big issue because it's a bit late, you know? Um, but yes, that is on the coach. Like if your players aren't motivated, that is on your coaching staff to be motivating them and finding what the source of that is. That seems like, like, it just seems like that, that if Reaper thought this, then I can understand why they would go for that. I don't know the internal aspects, so it's hard to say what is correct, but he's essentially doing his job. Yeah, that's that's such a weird, weird take on it. Like, shouldn't the coach motivate them? And then the coach does something to motivate them, and then you criticize him for it? That seems kind of backwards, no? No, that doesn't seem backwards, because if it got to this point, then why wasn't he able to do anything before this point, right? I mean, it's not like he has a mind-control helmet where he's like, Oh, you're right. Let me uh, mind control sneaky back into being passionate about competitive League of Legends. Like, I, yeah, and, um, but you you have to catch it early. Like he he has a point yeah. with that. Like it, those problems are there, and you can definitely see it. And I have done the same thing in the past where I have not caught it early enough, and it like ate away at things. And you have to be aware of it. And it's one of the things that I've tried to like pick up on as a coach. Like you have to hit it early because once it becomes a habit and it's there, you're fucked. Like it's completely over for you and it will be a problem. And the only solution is basically removing it entirely. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's my point is like, he, you should catch it earlier, but once you don't, and if mistakes happen, the other option, which is just to sit there and deal with it and just let these guys have that attitude for a whole split is even worse. So like you can recognize your mistake that it got really bad and we need to fix this, or you can do nothing. And like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like the, the coach is doing what he thinks he should do. I think you can say that they, they messaged it wrong. Maybe this won't result in them winning. They should have done more early on, but I don't understand the criticism of like, wow, they're trying to motivate guys who are unmotivated. Also like they, they may have tried something internally before this too. And we have no idea. Like they may have already tried different ways to motivate and they could have had like an idea that this is a problem beforehand and they haven't been able to fix it. And it just got to the point where like they felt it was a lost cause. So then if it got to this, maybe it's a management issue. Hey, Laguna say, I hate to cut you off in an arrow, everyone, but if we don't move on from the topic, I feel like we'll get stuck on it for a long time. And so, and we do have several more callers to go through. So thank you for calling in. That's a pretty good point though. Like thanks for calling in. Yep. All right. Uh, Moving on to the next caller. Uh, let's see. Who do we got uh, in the shout-outs here? Denny Nukes resub for two months and says, pick my fucking topic. Uh, that's not how it works, but thank you. Cascadian Alien has subbed. Connor314 says five months because he subbed for five months. Thank you. Urbis Reaper resub for three months and says, keep hotline going on forever. Move to the sub corner. I don't know what that is. Sakurasu subbed. Ruby C subbed. Tic Tac Toe Ninja subbed. Snugs Music. Ventus Official. And so many things sent 100 bits. Thank you to all those individuals. And I guess I guess I do have to read his donation message. Risen Lazarus donated $10. Said, hi, Travis. I love you. Uh, Nick, heart, 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 Mark, 
I don't have enough time to call in, but ask Nick why teams in NA keep picking uh, Aatrox blind with shit like Renekton up. Also sing me a lullaby, I'm going to sleep. Killing You Guy is here. Killing You Guy, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Newington, Connecticut. Uh, it looks like you're playing Hearthstone. I was playing Hearthstone. <laughs> okay. Do you still have the program open? Yeah, I do have it open running, running in the background, but okay. I Because uh, I, I, I feel like it's best when people it. come on the show to just close <laughs> out of every other program. Except Guys, for if Discord. you're coming on the show, open up some porn hentai visual novel game. So Travis <laughs> reads it out loud, doesn't know. That's great. Thanks for being a Twitch sub, killing you guy. What do you yeah, want to talk fun. about on the show? Hey, um, so I just kind of wanted to get an arrow's perspective on, uh, you know, with all the crazy changes happening in the meta, you know, obviously there's a lot of strong personalities in the house, like, um, like Huni and Dardoch, um, you know, plus, you know, with, with things like role swapping going on and, you know, changes going on from the Academy roster to the main roster, you know, I'm sure you, you probably got some opinions from the bot lane in terms of what they think is important, et cetera. How, do, how, how are you kind of, you know, dealing with all these, um, it, I guess, I guess there's probably a lot of strong opinions in the house and how, how's all that being managed? I mean, I remember I saw you on stage against that optic game and I just remember there was one point during champ select where it looked like your eyes were bugging out of your head. So <laughs> just get, trying to get your perspective on that. I got some big eyes. <laughs> I'm a funny looking dude. This is going to happen sometimes. Like nothing crazy is happening on stage with that. Um, okay. In terms of like keeping the personalities in check, I don't think it's really as insane as people think. Um, when you have like a lot of personalities, they kind of balance each other out. And the fact that they're all just talking and they all have opinions and it's just kind of mediating those discussions to make sure everyone feels like they've been hurt and feels like their opinion is actually being justified. And you only run into problems when someone thinks that their opinion didn't get hurt or it feels like their ideas aren't being taken and understood and actually used. So it's just balancing around that and kind of getting the whole team onto the same like way to play like all right we think this is the best way to play and this is our best way for success so we're all going to try to do this to make it happen right um but i don't think it's as hard as people make it out to be uh killing you guy what do you is that what do you, what do you what's your take on that is that a good answer yeah i think um well i remember too travis you interviewed uh dardock at the beginning of last but i remember you know there was some early on interactions with him and Huni where, where he had mentioned something in the interview where, you know, he had challenged Huni about, about some decision about ganking top lane and Huni said, no, you're wrong because X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, well, you're on SKT, so. Yeah, <laughs> that I remember sense. that. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I'm not sure if it's still the case in the house or if, if Dardex maybe kind of had the courage to speak up more about certain things or. Oh yeah, Josh having the courage to speak up about things is something that's never going to disappear. Don't worry. Like if he has an idea about something, he's going to bring it up. Um, but that's like most of the players on the team, and something we've been pretty vocal about is like with all of this, all of you have to speak up. Like you can't just let one or two people dictate the discussion, because if you do and you don't put your point in, you are not helping anything out at all. And maybe you have a different idea of the game, and we don't know it, and then you go into game and you do something different while everyone else is doing the rest, and then you're just off on your own doing something that's just not on the same page and that's pretty bad so we make sure everyone talks about it and i at least hear everyone's opinion when we have those discussions so that way everyone feels heard um but yeah i mean josh and huni are definitely the two that talk the most in games and outside of game with their opinions but i think everyone probably expected that just looking at the team from the outside yeah yeah what's that noise 
Killing you guys? Are you sweeping? Scraping. Oh no, sorry. Were you like <laughs> cleaning some, your room while having this there's, conversation? There's some there's some dust on my keyboard. Yeah. Oh good. Okay. Some people have busy lives, Travis. <laughs> they can't just sit down here and wait for 40 minutes for us to finally go in the waiting room and pull them up. I mean, I think that's fine. I just think they could probably stop once they get here. You know, like you don't need to <laughs> keep sorry. cleaning. It's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, well, um, I I don't know. Killing you guys. Any, anything else that you would you would follow it up with, or maybe just a quick call tonight? Yeah. Um, just a quick shout out to Omen by HP. Hey, hey thank you. The first one, finally. Yeah, finally, I pay all these people so much money, and they always fall through. Thank and you also, for, uh, and oh. also, Travis, uh, you should get an iron. That's the other thing, too. I mentioned that, too. In a U- All right. I think we're ready for the next <laughs> caller. Um, it's got uh, a good point. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on. Uh, Racin Randy 83X has subbed. Suave, uh, Suave subbed. Rainer TV subbed. Hey, Laguna sent $50 and says, we'll call it a draw, Mark. So thank you, Laguna. And thank you for your call. Uh, sorry we couldn't keep going. Uh, embossed one has subbed and geek out resub for three months more double lift less Travis keep up the good work all right let's just move on uh, all right looks like we're still waiting for the next color I do have a steamer by the way uh, that is true I, I have a steamer just because my shirt you know I'll see so there's, there's a lot of moving around so in, in case people are wondering why I say me to get the next call there's someone in there who has been there for a while and like I go in there and I'm like, are you here? And then the, you can hear them click and they light up, but then they don't say anything. They don't hear you. And they do. Cause I'll, I'll come in. I'll be like, are you here? And then like, it'll turn green and I'll hear a click. Yeah. But, but isn't then, there a chance that they're just doing stuff? And then like, the, you know, like they are discord is set up to hear you or something. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's good to know that somebody's in there. I need to hear it. Um, yeah, maybe they know now. Yeah. Uh, Tic Tac Toe Ninja has called. What? Where are you from, Tic Tac Toe Ninja? Tampa, Florida. Very good. Uh, so another Florida caller. You've been playing Realm Royale for the last five minutes. Yeah, this is on the background. Not playing at all. We don't know how people don't get this. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, first, I want to say you guys are titans of this industry. Thank Love you. all of your stuff. Thanks, brother. But um, Thanks, brother. <laughs> with that said, uh, I just want to talk about what uh, all of your feelings are towards Rift Riles, how TL will do. I believe they're going in Echo Fox. And then what would your expectations would be, um, Nero, for Echo Fox? Because I can't wait to see who needs just trash everybody. I've been waiting for that. I mean... My expectation uh, expectations are pretty high with it, but I mean, we might go in and try some stuff too. It's not, it's not the biggest concern in front of us at the moment, to be honest. Of course. Um, but I always expect us to do well, and I really want to shit on EU teams personally. So I do have high expectations for sure. Why? Just for fun? Do, Is it for the pride? Yeah, dude. I started off in Europe. I want to. I want to give those people shit, you know, like I still get down for the, the regional wars with everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll hype up NA, even though I think NA sucks. Like I'm down. Well, so do you, what do you really think? Do you think North America is going to do well at Rift Rivals? Yeah. Cause I think Europe sucks too. And like grand scheme of things. I think everyone sucks. Yeah. yeah in the grand scheme of things, but we're playing <laughs> just each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we suck a little bit less, you know, I think we're, 
we're all right, and Europe's like just below all right. People are saying G2 is like the best Western team right now. Yeah, G2 looks good. Have you watched G2? Fuck Grabs. Yeah, I've watched G2. Grabs is my boy. I like their coach a whole lot. But uh, I really want to beat G2. I really want to beat him. What? So you ready for their funnel? Because they've just been funneling perks. I'm not scared of funnel strats, man. I don't think funnel strats are OP. I feel like we have a way to beat it. We just haven't done it on stage yet. I don't think funnel's scary at all. Does it involve Cooney just like doing some weird, crazy crap? I can't say it, man. It's like we've realized but if we put like it's not Cooney on Timo and then he puts the mushrooms in the river, they can't. <laughs> he that sounds so yeah, you thank you. Yeah, if, do I want to drop? Well, I lost mine about a year ago, so I've been. Looking I mean, apparently for a while. you hired anyone. You hired a guy who just snaps you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gave him an internship. Yeah. Uh, Cooney mid versus perks. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, maybe, but. <laughs> I, I want to play against that stuff. If Europe's down for funnels, I want to play against funnels. I think funnels are hella fun to play against and to play as. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, it's just good practice, I think. What do your players think about funnels? Because I know a lot of jungle or mid, whoever ends up, whoever ends up having to be the support, is usually very upset. Like Yankos is mad. We heard a couple other Korean players just be like, "Dude, I don't want to funnel. This is not why I signed up to play mid lane." Or is your team like a hundred percent like no, we love it. It's the be- we you know if it's the right strategy, let's go. I think for the most part they like it. Um, I think it's not that bad. If you're playing funnel, you should be fighting anyways. So essentially, you've just picked a role to fight. For the most part, like you should be fighting on that mid wave the whole time. By the way, you're playing funnel for the most part. So I think they like it. I think it's just an excuse to scrap for the entire game. So why not? I haven't heard any issues with it except for when we lose on it. That's the <laughs> only time it feels bad is if you're losing because it's just like, ah, I guess we have to wait for 20 minutes until I hit these items now and I can't fight them. Unlucky. Yeah. But it's not it's not that bad. We swap players around a lot too, so no one's really that uncomfortable in the role. Yeah. I'm excited uh, for Rift Rivals. I think it should be interesting. Travis, what do you think? You think Have you watched any Europe? No. Um, I don't. I don't watch that. I mean, it sucks. I, what does that cutie pie quote me on this? Um, no, I I don't know how North America is going to do. I assume we did well last year. It's on North American territory. Uh, we should. It's our, I feel like North America does best when everybody counts them out. And I feel like people will be like, oh, G2 is so good in North America. Like by that point in time, I assume things will still be wacky and weird and everyone will be winning and losing. Because uh, it's only a couple of weeks away, and so I think a lot of people will expect EU to win, so that means North America will do well. So what we really need is another one of those red threads to go up where it's like, this just seems like a lose. This just seems like a, another event that's going to be horrible yeah. for Europe because we have to play North America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, we need that it, thread. What is that? Like, it's it's OP, like Korea and China have an advantage because they get to play against each other, whereas EU has to play against North America. Yeah, we need uh, that thread again. I love that shit. Uh, Tic Tac Toe Ninja. I hope someone just remakes it. Tic Tac Toe Ninja, thank you so much for your call. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good one. And thank you for leaving so politely. Not telling Travis again. Hey, let's move on to the next caller. I have a question. I don't know if anyone else is going to ask it. And you love talking about this stuff, Travis. As much as you meme, no one watches Europe. Their viewership is up. Yeah, that's good. North America has been down a little bit. Thoughts, takes, opinions. 
Um, in North America, we go on vacations during the summer. And in Europe, they just watch EU LCS. That is true. That is what Europe does. Yeah. So he's got a point. Makes a lot of sense to me. So no real thoughts. Great. We'll go. No, I'm happy. Look, if you want, if there's a time for EU LCS to get a good viewership surge, it is like right now before they get the franchising thing going. Um, And so I think it's really good that this is hitting. I also think that they've made a lot of improvements uh, with their broadcast over time. And I think they had a rough couple of years and now they're like routing out of it. Um, So I think it's good. Uh, And and I'm I'm happy for them. The concerns about North America viewership. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think MSI and North America not doing well and it being broadcast at a weird time and that event overall being less hype. Um, And then like a pretty long break is not good. But viewership, to my understanding, always goes down from spring to summer every year. It generally does because like I memed about the vacation thing, but I think it's true. Like spring split is hype because you've had like this long break. It's the start of the year. Everybody's like, but during the summer, people are traveling more. They're doing other things. They aren't, you know, having LCS on while doing homework for college. Uh, So it's like a pretty common thing for this to hit. It's hitting a little harder than I expected, by the way. Like I think at one point in time we had like, 75 or 80,000 on the Twitch stream. That feels real bad. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of people on ESPN Plus. That's what's happening. All right. All Mm. those viewers, they went to ESPN Mm. Plus. They took out their credit cards. They paid their money so they can watch LCS on ESPN Plus. I'll get the next caller. (laughs) Okay. Liquid Steve is in the chat. Liquid Steve says, what's up? Hello, Steve. How are you? Everyone say hi to Steve. Welcome, Steven. Yeah. <clears throat> I started watching the YouTube stream. Yeah, I think a lot of people are watching the YouTube stream, but even then, I think viewership is still down. We fixed the microphone. Issue. Hey! Hi! Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, hello, the bad wolf. What happened? Um, I don't know. It was really weird. I could hear notifications, but I couldn't hear any volumes. So. Okay. And now I can. Uh, I. Okay. I have Googled. The name of the game that you're playing. Oh, it's a smiley face. It's a smiley it's a face? It's a sideways. Yeah, 8J. It's like if you look at it from the side. It's what like is a the face. What is the dot above the J supposed to be in the smiley face? Oh, nothing. Is this Darcy? That just kind of ruins it. Yeah, Starcy. Hi, Nick. Oh, what up? Oh, you guys know I each other? Gonna... Yeah. Apparently, I know all your callers, bro. Yeah, why... Why do, how do you guys know each other? So what's the awkward Snapchat relationship with this one? Yikes. Oh, we don't have each other on Snapchat. Oh, because apparently one of the callers, Nick, sends daily snaps to you, and that's how he got his job at Echo Fox. Or something. I mean, what? what's wrong with my Snapchat, like, history, bro? Come on. How do you guys know each other? Just Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well. We've played a couple normal games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, the Bad Wolf, where are you calling from? <laughs> Sounds like it's getting pretty serious. The yeah. Bad Wolf. Um, I live in Chico, California. Chico. Okay. So nearby. Yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show today? Um, so my questions are related to scouting and how the meta could potentially change that. Um, so like, for instance, do you think that teams are going to start looking for more versatile players because of the current meta? How, you know, mages are going everywhere. So are bruisers. Wizards. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. I think so. I think it's kind of always been like that a bit. 
where you try to avoid players that are just playing a few champions. But um, I think it'll definitely be something that gets maybe thought about if the meta stays like this. If the meta obviously just goes back to the way it was before, people probably won't care at all. And they'll just look at players the same way. But um, I don't even know really how much effort people put into scouting from other teams. It's kind of hard to say. But I know that we would definitely look at that, and I would look at that for sure. Well, you, when like you this. say scouting, do you mean scouting uh, new players or the other teams? Scouting new players. Yeah. Like just up-and-coming players. Because I feel like for a while, we've kind of been <clears throat> recycling old talent and just reusing it. Um, this season, I think, is the first season where new players have came in. But No, we've. I mean, we've had, for a couple of seasons, we've had some big stars. Like Moon was there last year. Unfortunately, not back this year. But Acadian's still around. Like, I, we bring in new talent. They just don't stick around for... They don't hang out of the top teams for a while. Just new junglers, Travis. What? Just new junglers. Yeah, it was like, there's a, not Cody Sun. I was a jungler. I was going to say a Nori. Nori was around for a little bit. Always get mixed up with him, by the way. When did Cody Sun come into the scene? I thought I was a Nori, too. Well, so, I think it's weird, because with the inclusion of scouting grounds and Academy League, I wonder... Like if in some ways having a like scouting solo queue is even like less important than before, because you can kind of wait till those events and those kinds of things. Like the, the way it always worked before was like your players playing solo queue against this random guy. And then they're like, Hey, he's pretty good. And they add them. Like I'm pretty sure that was the Bjerks and Mike Young story that they talked about. That's how team liquid found Phoenix initially and all that stuff. So uh, I, I'll go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go, you go. Um, I was gonna say, like, I think solo queue is kind of whatever for the most part. Um, it matters a bit, but like when I first joined Echo Fox, it's pretty adamant about the fact that we should do like the scouting boot camp and just like invite players once summer came. And I did the same thing at Tainted Minds too. I just like hosted a scouting thing because I knew no one in Australia and I was just like, I want to at least see these people play in like a team environment at least because solo queue is eh, kind of shit for the most part. And I think teams should migrate to doing that type of thing. I think it's super important. You kind of need it. But you, you pull from solo queue for yeah. the scouting ground. Yeah, but we definitely didn't just get like challenger only this rank or higher yeah, yeah. Right. on these players. It was just we went for like a grab bag type of thing. Like we had some players who didn't look as great and some players that were amazing from it. Like we brought Cody players from Australia too. So. Yeah, Cody is the like I think the only one that's not um a jungler recently. Yeah. But yeah, I think those scouting things are super important that teams should do. And you definitely get to see how flexible players are. Because like we brought some people and it was just like, yeah, I only know how to play like two champs, really. And like I play these champs, but if I'm being honest, they're pretty bad. And you just get them out? And you got that a lot. No, nah, we didn't kick them out. It's just like, all right, dude, that's cool. If that's your thing, let's see how good you are at these champs. You put their yeah, bags in the street and say, yeah, we just instantly call it Uber. Them out. Like, get out of here, you fucking loser. Yeah. We'd have had enough of you. And then, yeah. What about Deathly? What about him? Isn't he another player? Another rookie? Yeah, true. What about, Lic- what about now, Licorice? Right? You know what's funny? There's only, one, thing, though, so. there's only one rookie this split, Zazel. He already automatically wins rookie of the split unless they change the kind of overbearing rookie. Like, like it's if you play two games or more, you're not a rookie. He won't be the only rookie, though. So it's all good. Oh, oh you're going to bench somebody? I don't know, bro. Who's who's on your academy team that hasn't played two games? Lost? Lost is going to be a rookie. Alltech's getting benched. Lost will probably play some games. 
Hey! That guy's good. That guy's hella yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's a good player. And it's not like benching people, man. It's just, you know, if there's an opportunity, it's like, hey, get in here, dude. Get your shot. Like, we've got, like, playoffs secured and stuff, too, which we did at, like, the end of the split to, like, give players a break. It's like, all right, it's your chance. Like, get up there, show people that you can actually play the game and what you're worth, and this is your chance to get a shot. The Bad Wolf, do you have other uh, thoughts on this? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so based on what you guys are saying, so what is the way that new and upcoming talent you know, gets noticed. Do you have to have some social connection? Cause that's why I feel like it was at one point. Um, I can think of some players who just had a lot of Twitter followers and then someone noticed them because they were friends with a pro player and then they got in. So like for new people now, what do you think is the best way to get on a pro team playing um, Academy or playing amateurly? Well, I think once you're on Academy, you're already kind of set. You have like your chance to show what you're worth and it's getting to Academy. That's the hard part. Um, the social connection thing, unfortunately, still matters. That is definitely a thing. Networking yourself is just kind of going to be there for a while until everything's a bit better than it is now. But even in other sports, it probably exists to a certain extent. Um, but honestly, just playing solo queue is enough. Playing solo queue and just saying like, hey, I'm good. You're eventually going to be able to pop up somewhere. Like People watch solo queue. Teams watch it. Players also talk about who they play with. Like I hear a lot about what players say like, oh, this guy's kind of bad. This guy, I actually think he's not bad. And those names will stick. So as long as you're playing solo queue, you should be good. But yeah, unfortunately, networking is always going to be there, sadly. Yeah, I mean, another uh, approach, I know we got Invert in the chat, but the University of Toronto guys, like they played in collegiate, they got to the finals, they ended up losing or whatever, but then Invert messaged apparently is his story uh, he like messaged all the teams and said like you should get these guys for academy or something and then no Arian, jj and him all got picked up by FlyQuest. i'm pretty sure so um there's a couple other things besides just straight solo queue but solo queue is the most surefire way like if you're just a beast and like you go carry a pro player's game they're gonna they're gonna talk about that probably yeah yeah like they'll say wow that guy's insane or he's nuts and if I hear that, like, I'll remember it. Like, it'll stick in my head. <clears throat> so, the Bad Wolf, did you hack Discord to show a smiley face? No, I just changed the name of Google Chrome. Or, like, oh. the game. I changed it to the 8J. Okay. Um, but I do have one last question. Oh, okay. So, Go it's ahead. about the roster swaps you guys were already talking about earlier. Um, I want to know if you guys think that that's entirely due to underperforming or maybe not being motivated or if it's also because of the meta changes probably a bit of both honestly probably not just one or the other but both probably play a factor i'm assuming you're talking about the c9 thing right yeah or even um like reckless uh maybe adrian this week you know in terms of a case by i think it's kind of case by case because like the reckless one he sounds motivated sounds like you know he wants to play and is putting an effort. We haven't heard anything from the org otherwise, but like sticking him on Janna and <laughs> Karma just doesn't seem like a good use of resources apparently. And if they have to play mages like or bruisers, Whippo's probably better. So like that that feels like a pretty meta one. The C9 one, maybe the meta was a bit of the catalyst where it's like, look at all this wacky shit. And like Anero was saying earlier, like maybe some teams and players were thinking along the lines that the meta will change back soon. And, and maybe, and this is purely speculative, but maybe that played into the C9 situation where 
they already might have had motivation issues. And then when this like crazy shit comes out, maybe one of the players is like, I'm not playing fucking rise in the bot lane. And who knows? But that's like I said, all speculation. Yeah. Also to hit on the Adrian thing, just so people are aware, Adrian's not like benched. He's just playing with loss. Like that's what we have him doing. And Fang's playing with all tech. So you call him Fang. Yeah. I call it Fang. It's pronounced Fung. Like you feel like shoot something out of a tube. It's like Fung like that. But <laughs> that's just, that's too hard. So I just say Fang. So in at LCS, like, you just get as a caster, you get blasted for saying someone's yeah. name wrong. My producer gets in my ear every time I say Alorim instead of Alorim. Yeah. Which I'm just like, God damn it, dude. And so what they've actually done it for Fang, Fung, they actually write F-U-N-G in the prompter. So we say it correctly. Yeah. I think, I think he's maybe messing with you all a bit, but that is how it's pronounced. What is the noise that it makes when you shoot something out of a tube? Just Fung. Have you never shot something out of a tube? Have you no, never? I have. Just I just wanted you to make the noise Travis. again. I just wanted you to make the noise again. Travis, have you ever shot a potato cannon in your life? No. Like we already established, Travis didn't I... know what a fucking ropes course was. Jesus. This, this Travis, I'm going to bring a potato cannon to LCS when we... Can you? That actually sounds sick. I would do a Me series of interviews where at the end of the interview, so people fun. shoot a potato out of a cannon. It's it, There's tailgating now at the LCS. If you guys haven't been in a while, <laughs> go check it out. You can go apparently shortly shoot a potato cannon in the parking lot with the Echo Fox tailgate. I yeah, feel maybe. like... <laughs> I think that counts as a weapon, though. I don't know if yeah, you can do Yeah, I don't do think that, that we can do it. See, Security I was in the fucking woods in stopping. North Carolina, so you could do whatever, and you were fine. So I had a flaming arrow. You see that bit? Flaming arrows are fun. Yeah, I, 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 we at the countdown, I lit an arrow on fire, and you know that was yeah. You know, was Wolf, have you shot a potato oh. out of a potato cannon? The bad wolf. Oh, what? Hi. Have ever done. You know, I. It's good having you on the show. Potato launch. Sounds like you've already moved on. Yeah. Like potato no, launch. I just started. I started hearing you guys. I was looking at your faces. Not gonna lie. Um. But yeah, I have. I used to have one as a kid. My grandpa made. Right. They're so fun. Like it's yeah. fun for like two minutes, and then you're like, all right, that was cool, and you move on with life. <laughs> yep. But it's an experience for sure. <laughs> have, have a good night, the bad wolf. Thank yeah. you for your call. Bye. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah. We are. Going on, Quiet Pirate has subbed, and so did Boomfuss. So thank you to both of them. We're getting caught up on subs. I don't have anything to do. Easy Stay Safe is here. Easy Stay Safe, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas? <clears throat> Ar Arling you're calling from Arlington, Texas? Do I need to speak up? Uh, yeah, I think you're kind of cut. I think we might be losing like the beginning part of your. If you say something like, yeah, I think it'll lose. I'll just I'll just try to be a little bit slower and louder. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Questions, um, kind of topics. The first one was hello. Um, what the fuck? Sorry. What? Wait, we could hear him. <laughs> what are you doing? No, 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 no. I I was. My thing wasn't working. I was trying to talk the whole time. And Discord's just, breaking. I think, yeah, safe. I, was say. I think Discord was breaking. Stay safe. Yeah, let's go with that. Stay safe. <laughs> go ahead and continue. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Well, the first was, yeah, the first thing was that I feel like I just get a mental block with a loose confidence, whether it's just from the draft itself or in the mid game. 
like CLG, NK Gold over um, CG at one point, Clutch Gaming. And they just played so passively. They waited it out. Three, three Infernals, and then one break. Then they pulled the plug when they knew that they were going to win. And I think I think a lot of teams do this. They don't go out there playing to win, and instead they play to hopefully get to the point where they get a guaranteed win. I agree with that. I like that. I was saying that at LCS this week. I think a lot of teams do that, and I think it's a problem that NA has. Teams, I think, are very scared to go out there with the mentality like, hey, I'm better than these other players. I think they're bad. I'm going to go dominate them. And they go on stage and said, like, all right, to win, we just have to get to this point. We'll do this. We'll wait for that to happen. And I think that's the wrong approach. And I think a lot of teams do that. Um, like, it happens in every region, but... It kind of seems like, at least because working in NA, like I'm more aware of it here, I think it's very common that teams are scared to win and to make that risk because they're worried about losing. So I mean, isn't it better to play safe? I mean, his his name, the is caller's it? name is As Stay Safe. So, but isn't it better to play safe because you're you're playing less risky? You can have a higher chance of winning. I think if you're playing to avoid risk rather than playing smart, you're playing incorrect. Mm. Like, it's better at least. With my philosophy for it, it is better to go out there and just mess up and like throw the game super hard trying to win than it is to just wait and hope for the other team to mess up and then just capitalize on them making some like major mistake at 30 minutes, getting barren and winning. I think that is not how you improve as a team. I think that's not how you learn how to win. And that is ultimately something that holds us back from competing internationally and competing at Worlds because people are too scared to actually win and lose because they tried to win. Mark, uh, do you have the same take? Mark? Uh, kind of. I think I was definitely someone who wanted to, when I was coaching, have a really set strategy that should be followed a certain way um, and you know, not ask people to dominate in order to win. Um, so, like, obviously, my biggest like coaching idol was bill belichick and he's always famous for saying like do your job and that was kind of the approach that we took with it which was like our drafts and like our preparation stuff should set us up with a situation that like everyone has a certain role that they're doing within the game and like your most important thing is doing that role and i think I still like that approach, but I definitely agree. Like if that's all you're trying to do, you're, you're probably not doing enough. Like if you're playing Shen and you're like at six, my job is to alt bottom when it's time to come. That doesn't mean you like bitch out the lane phase and play like a pussy. And I think sometimes my, like I was definitely pushing that a little too hard at points where I'd be like, Oh yeah, you didn't like in are supposed to, right. I'm cutting in and out. Aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just for a little bit there. You did. Motherfucker. Uh, anyways, I was saying that, I, I was definitely guilty of sometimes pushing players a little too hard in the like do your role thing and not enough freedom. But so I, I agree that like with, with Nick uh, and his point, but I still think like when I approach a draft or something like that, I want people to be executing the comp a certain way. Yeah. You have to do a little bit of both, Like you should have a script basically for how the game should play out with what you've done, but you must be willing to go off of it based off what the other team does. And like some of your conditions in it should be that you should be winning lane. Like if I pick this, you must be winning your lane. 
Yeah. And you must be playing around how to do that. And if you like take the safe approach to it, you're playing incorrectly. And just because you know you can win the game because you wait doesn't make it the correct call. Um, but yeah, it should be a bit of both. Yeah. And, and like you just said, like things change. If you pick like an Oriana mid to like support some hyperscaling AD carry and like you're like, you know, we don't want to be too aggressive in the early game, but then your Oriana's 3 0 with like double pen items. Like that's a situation a player needs to recognize and be like, I can start destroying my mid laner with QW combos and I'm going to play up in his face and jungle is going to play around me a lot more. And I think recognize like situational awareness is, is all it really is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like you got to learn that by being willing to mess up, like overextending your leads, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, stay safe. Thank you so much for your call. I had another question. I'm just worried um, that we might not be able to hear you say it, but go for it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was that instead of just shoving top laners, mid laners, junglers in the bot lane, I'm calling that diversity. Champions, like more EDCs, they are different than just crit. Like the only two champions that were really in the meta when crit was nerfed, They both have inherently different playstyles. Ezra is more of a poke, you know, he has a different build path. He's a close marksman with more ability usage instead of just auto attack and a different build path. So instead of just like shoving all kinds of champion in the bot lane, I think we just have more diversity in how AD champions can yeah. be building. And Arrow, thoughts? Do you, were you able to catch that? Uh, I didn't really catch the like gist of the question. I caught like some of it, but not exactly I think, what uh, you were asking with it. So I think what he was saying was he would prefer if rather than putting a bunch of champions and of other archetypes down the bot lane and calling it diversity, if the marksman position, mark, marksman archetype itself just had more diversity. So there were more things like Corky and stuff like that. Um, right. I guess I think that was his point. Yeah, if that was it, then yeah, I agree. I think it's cool. I think having different types of carries would be nice. I mean, you're just going to end up with casters then that'll probably end up going mid lane too. Because yeah. usually those champions are like ones that spike on one or two items rather than spiking really late, which is essentially why AD carries go bot lane in the first place with the support is because they have someone to help them because all they care about is items rather than levels. And those people that spike on like one or two items usually are just wanting levels because their items come very fast. So they just solo lane instead. Um, but I mean, it would be cool. I'd be down for it for sure. Thank you so my, much. My opinion is just why not both? Like I agree that yeah. marksman should be more differentiated than just like, I'm a crit with an escape. I'm a crit with this thing. Um, but I also like the idea that you can play Vlad or Yasuo in the bot lane. Thank you so much. Uh, stay safe for the call. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. We got two more callers. We're wrapping stuff up. Um, no new subs to shout out. That's disappointing. Bummer. Oh, we have the guy. Hey, uh, Formentum. How are you doing? Where are you calling from? Calling from Shaw Air Force Base. Shaw Air In Force Base. Where is South that? Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I just what? moved here in January. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I just want to talk about how I Are think Ryan... really in the background, by the way. And it's a door. Sorry, that's probably my that's probably my chair. If my mic's picking up everything, just no, no, it's all good. Me. It's just very funny. It sounded like there's like construction behind you. 
I mean, uh, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that so, bad. So, so this is an Air Force base. So every now and then you might hear a plane fly over. Yeah. Um, it's, it's usually not that loud. Okay. What do you yeah, expect, Travis? You what do you want to talk about? On an Air Force base? What do you, what do you want Sorry? to talk about for Momentum? Okay. Uh, so I was just going to say that I think Riot's banning system and like solo queue and stuff like that is a little too harsh like for players who are very competitive and whatnot and the only reason why i'm saying that is like i understand that people deserve to get banned if they say anything as far as like racist or homophobic or you know just really put it like threatening players and you know like i'm gonna come to your house and kill you that kind of stuff i think that's like that's way out of line that's ridiculous um and i know that that's has been dealt with like the law before and whatnot um but i think that like just the fact that players can criticize other players in like meaningful ways and um you know players who don't take criticism well will just report them you know they they don't they don't want to take the criticism or anything like that and you have a mute button on the game but after enough reports you know riot's going to ban you for two weeks and say, you know, you're just playing the game. You just want to put in your input often when you're coming in, like, hey, um, this isn't like happening or like, I don't think that this is going to work. Or like, you know, even if you tell a player that they're doing bad, you hear people like Double if say stuff like that, like often, like this player is just bad. And for this reason, and I think that that's kind of like, like, I think that the fact that they ban people and people can even get permanently banned after a while is just kind of ridiculous like i understand banning them for like a month like hey shout out with your stuff you know like okay maybe they come back they're a little bit more uh better but i just think that the whole like banning system is a little overdoing it like for have people who are too sensitive been banned yeah i've been banned yeah, yeah. before have you been permanently yeah. banned uh no okay. i have had i have had friends who are permanently banned and when when you get permanently banned um so they showed me you can log into your account and look at uh and look at uh like your chat logs and stuff like that so i looked at their chat logs and i looked at them talk to riot support about it because riot will talk to you on their uh web page or whatnot and it'll literally say that like like they literally said hey i didn't say anything racist i didn't say anything homophobic nothing like that um why am i getting banned and they were like well we've reportedly told you like like not and not to put down other people's play and i get that like i know that this isn't anything like traditional sports but i think when you're criticizing people and they have a mute button and say people put so much time and effort and devotion in this game like what's the point of permanently banning somebody yeah. who hasn't so, really done anything I, that bad i'll agree on the point that i think you probably shouldn't get permanently banned for it i think you should get permanently chat restricted i I think that that's a good thing, but I think it's actually pretty hard to get banned for toxicity because I'm honestly, I'm mean in solo queue. I, am, <laughs> I use, I use solo queue as my like anger vent, to be honest. And I've used it that way since I was a teenager and I don't get banned and I'm pretty bad, which is why like I, I got banned a long time ago because I was like way worse than I was. And looking at the difference, like i can understand why i got banned but in the past i viewed it the exact same way like i don't get why i got banned just guys got to get over it but i think it's pretty hard to get banned unless you say some some messed yeah. up stuff because in games like i tell people they are shit like i'll just say like you're so bad and i'll mia ping like it's solo queue everyone does that stuff all the pro players do it too but i feel like it's pretty hard to actually get banned man yeah that's, that's what i was about to say is like if, if your take is like, man, I try and give this constructive criticism and I got banned for 
bullshit, 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 bullshit. Because when I used to play a lot, which I don't do that much anymore, but like I would, I'm a very argumentative person. And so like, I don't, I would sometimes do the Nick approach and just call someone shit. But usually like, you know, we'd be like, dude, you're so fucking dumb. Like, I can't believe you did this. And like, just argue like crazy. And I never even got chat restricted or warned or banned. Like nothing has ever happened to me. So like you are not just criticizing players. If you're getting banned, dude, for sure. What's happening is you're hitting like trigger words. Like there are words that are going to get you flagged for it. And it's just like, you can't say those things. Yeah. You say like the R word, the dreaded R word. Like, yeah, Yeah. you can't say certain stuff because it's just like, all right, bro, that's too far. But if you're definitely just just telling people they're bad. Fine. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, okay, so in season three, I've played since season three, and I, I've never gotten banned. Like, it felt like they they never really banned people as much back then or anything like that, and I had never gotten banned. This season, I got my first ban for two weeks, and just looking at the chat logs, I, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll get irritated. Sometimes I'll just tell players that, like, dude, you are doing so bad right now. Like, can you please just sit turret or something? Let us let us farm. You know what I mean? Like, let us just. Work, is that the like, way you're saying out. it? No, I promise you. I I can actually I can actually uh you know of course we don't have time right now but I could actually yeah. pull the chat log from um <clears throat> from my profile and put put it on here like there I, there's no way I I've even showed my friends I've posted a Snapchat I could honestly post it to Twitter or DM it but either way it's like I I've been banned for two weeks for just saying stuff like that. I've never said anything racist or anything about hurting anybody or anything like that. And it's never been stuff like really. But I don't think, or anything like that. I don't think, I don't think that it like 100% agree with you that if you say racist stuff or you threaten violence or anything like that, you should get banned. I don't think that that's where the cutoff should be. Like if you, there are areas below that, if you are just going into games, cause I think that system is, is designed to help, uh, create like a good experience for players in league. And if, if you are being aggressive and argument, like, look, everyone's going to have a bad game every now and then, right? Like that happens in LCS all the time. If you, every time somebody's having a bad game, decide to get aggressive and angry with them, that's probably not going to create like a good experience. That's also not going to usually help increase the chances of success in the game. You're kind of, having a, a making everyone else have like a bad experience you're making a bad situation worse right like do you i i have a question for you do you feel like if you say to somebody like hey you're really shitting the bed here or whatever do you think that that is going to make them play better mm. well, well to, for for his sake like frustration happens and you just no like, no, no but I, i'm curious about this what like do you think that it's going to make them play better when you say that i i think it really has to do with like are you this a personality type of person who's like, you know, I don't want to hear this kind of thing. Or are you this more passive person who's like actually down to hear it? Cause like I I've played as I, like basically like a captain of my soccer team. And you know, when players I feel like are just too cocky, I'll tell them, I'll be like, Hey dude, you are being too cocky. You are really doing bad right now and whatnot. But like, for do people you think who, like, you say it the same it, way in league as you say it in person? Yes. 
Yes, I, I literally type as fast as I talk, so it's like no. It's I like just I'm mean like, as I'm do you think the tone and everything is the same? Because I am, I imagine if you are playing with a friend or a colleague or something like that, you're playing soccer, mm-hmm. you have a conversation with them, you're like, hey, you're being really cocky, you're just being a dick out there. I need like you need to calm down. That is probably very different than when they're just seeing tech. Like they're already frustrated because they're losing their lane, and then they start seeing text pop up. That's like. You're shitting so, the bed right now. You so, suck or whatever. So no, like so when I, I play a lot of Overwatch and they have a like online chat, you know, and when I'm playing with like friends and just people I don't know, randoms and whatnot, I still do the same thing. I still tell them all the same thing. I'll still tell my friends straight up. There's no like me. I'm not. I don't have like this passive like nice level where I'm like timid to say something. I'll tell them straight up like, like dude, you can you stop doing this? Like you're not doing good. You're you're attacking too much. You're getting punished for it by pushing too far. Like. And, and I'll tell people that, like, literally in chat. And, and Are you, you're like, saying you're talking to your friends when you're saying this? Uh, friends or just people on the team. Okay. Like, yeah. And, and look, I, I'm just saying I'm fully willing to defend this. And I would I would be dead honest. Like, if, if a Riot person wanted to argue with me on this right now and pull up my chat logs, like, I would be dead honest. I did not. I have not said, like, super toxic things. It's just been people that I clearly can tell they're reporting me just for you know, kind of criticizing them on their work and telling them they're bad at times. Like, I, of course, I've been like, yo, like there's been times where I've definitely said, hey, dude, you are playing like complete shit. Like it is it is like very irritating, you know, and I just, you know, that, that's that's what I say. So it's it's not like I've ever gone past that line. And if why, you think why do you the, say it? Why do I say it? Yeah. You know, if you ever get irritated, like, I, I don't know how often you play solo queue, but whenever you get, like, irritated with, like, people who are just, like, clearly not doing good and they keep dying and you and you want to talk sense into them at first and you're like, hey, like, please, can you just stop doing this? Can you please sit turret? Let us carry. And then they're not doing it. And you're like, dude, come on. You're playing like shit. Like, please chill out. Like, and I get it. That that might be, like, a minimum cutoff if you're doing that every single game. Like, I understand if they're, like, Okay, this guy needs a two-week ban, maybe a, a maybe even a month ban. Like he just will not chill out. He needs to cool down. You know, what I mean, I understand that, but I just feel like for, I I don't feel like I even type that much. So it's it's like for me the times that I do start typing, um, when I'm irritated or even when I'm just like, okay, guys, I think this is a really good idea. Like let's go Baron now or something like that. Like that's the only times I type. So I just I this like my guess is. Uh, that you are not like you are doing this more because you're frustrated. And so like a way for you to vent your frustration than because it's actually going to wield real results in the game. And Travis, go ahead and arrow. It feels good. It feels good to tell someone their shit, but, but at what cost? Right. Okay. So that might be true. When someone's doing bad, I, I feel so good just saying, man, you're awful. Everyone does. It's just normal. Yeah, it's, dude, like, it's, it's a right. little it's an ego stroke, but it's not good. Like it's, it's definitely bad, but that's why people do it. People do it because it's a little it feels good to just get it off your chest because in real life most no, that's people what are I, not I said say, venting. Everyone said will have venting. that thing in their head like, yeah, I'm gonna tell this guy I think he's shit in real life. I'll tell him. Yeah. And then in real life, no one's gonna do it. But in game, you're just like, ah, farms this guy, he's awful. Yes. Yeah, but think about like road rage. Just, like it just feels good, man. Like, no, I get I well, road rage is a, a but like do you think road rage should should exist? Like yeah, people get in trouble for road, I road rage. rage. I tell yeah, everyone. Yeah, I'm I yell at every car in front of okay, me. Okay, well road road I think if we're I talking about different things when we're talking about road rage. Road rage generally is like 
cutting people off and literally that's that's my understanding of pretty pretty different like road rage to me is when anyone just like is fucking yelling at the car in front of them yes for, for pretty minor reasons have you ever been uh in like parked nearby or sitting somewhere and somebody just lays on the horn because they're slow beat. to like move or something like that? Not like See, a beat, but like a lay on the horn. Is that a good experience for the other no, people that are the around who you? Honk the no. horn like that are the people that run it down mid in solo queue. They're the people that take it too far. It's like literally just sit in your car and tell someone they're an idiot That's and then move on true. with it. Who cares? But if well, you start so, running it down mid honking the horn, it's like, okay, I really hope someone runs into you. Said, right? no, so, like, so very like, different reactions. Well, here's what happens. Someone gets in gridlock. They, they shouldn't try and go. They try and take a left and they can't and they block driving. I lay on my horn. Okay. Well, so I think I, we're moving from the, the point. I, yeah, but either my point that is, my if, if there was, if, going if, here's down. what I'd say. Here's what I'd say, Travis. Let me just say this. If there was a ban system for laying on your horn too much, I would fucking stop. All right. Well, that's, that's a bad <laughs> sign. Uh, uh, yeah. Look, I, I know where tra- I know where Travis is coming from, and I understand like what you're saying, and I understand the point you're trying to get in my head. But I'm just saying, like, for all active players who who really understand what I'm saying, like, people who are extra sensitive will report you after games for you just being like upset. You know what I mean? And, and you won't be saying something that's like super bad or anything like that. But like I said, this was my first time getting a two week ban. Okay, and that's what like brought this subject so sensitive to me. Was because like I was just irritated with it, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I've been playing since season three, and you know I saw that my friend tried to talk to a writer about his. He showed me they gave him three chat logs when he got permanently banned. So I read through those three chat logs. Yes, he was telling players they were shit. He was telling players like stuff like that, and he probably says it a lot more often than me. But when he did talk to a writer about it, they literally said on like over a text chat because they'll talk to you on a text chat on LeagueOfLegends.com or whatever. And they, he literally said that, uh, that like, even though you've never said anything racist or anything like that, because you've been banned on multiple account or, um, multiple times, like this deserves a permanent ban. And I, and I get it. If you're like a toxic player, you're just telling yeah, me yeah. trash, but I just don't think that that's worth a permanent ban. Cause my friend yeah. has put like yeah. thousands of dollars. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it does not matter how much money or time you've put. Yeah. Into that doesn't it. matter at all. Like if you're a dick, anyone who owns the thing that you're doing and you're giving them money to, they have the right to kick you out. You can go to the YMCA, you can donate money to them. You can pay But if you're like shitting on people at the YMCA, they're going to kick you out and it's fine. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. a problem. But, like, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, I, I agree with the narrow where it would be better just for a permanent chat restriction or at yeah. least a, a year cool. chat restriction. Like that would be that would make more sense. It's like you've been now chat restricted for a year. Deal with it. And then when you get back, maybe you will think twice before you're like, OK, this player's shit. I just feel I mean? like that moves the bar because then right. I feel like the, the next time or if that happens, then the call becomes I don't think they should be issuing year long chat restrictions for this uh, because it's not that bad. Anyway, we, uh, we say, are running out of time, but uh, yeah. here, go ahead and say your, your stick at the end. I was, I'm just going to say from being banned, what I changed, it'll make you feel just as good. When you go into chat and someone says something and you want to make fun of them, just say RAFFLE in all caps and only type that. They're going to feel just as shitty, but you can't get banned for that, and it just makes you feel good anyways, and it's just funny. You just type RAFFLE, LOL, only stuff like that, and you're fine. And by the way, me. thank you for – I don't. I hope you don't feel uh, – like we're dismissing your, I actually really appreciate this call. It's like an interesting conversation. So thank you for, uh, thank you. And DM, um, me I, the, DM me those chat logs or whatever. 
Okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. Because Mark Twitter. can get you in band. In fact, if anybody's no. watching right now, no, know don't. that Mark okay, works my. with Riot, so just send him every time you get banned, DM him your logs, <laughs> and he'll get you cleared. Yeah, uh, also, okay. if you have any problems with balance, um, if you feel like you shouldn't be bronze, uh, what are some other things people can do? Oh, yeah. Thank you for mentioning uh, for the call. Uh, okay, uh, so... Before you go, bro, are you in the service, by the way? Oh, uh, no, my wife is. I got too many knee injuries playing soccer. I applied, okay. but they denied me, so... Were you knee uh, people in soccer? Nah, I had a huge guy fall on my knee and bend it the other way, and it, it was a bad injury that lasted yeah, a year. You're toxic. You were for sure kneeing people in real life. Real life happened <laughs> yeah. for sure. I, I got you. Well, th- thank you for having me. And uh, by the way, I did do all of those uh, following things that you linked about uh, for HP, Omen by HP. And yeah. I followed all of it. I did all of it. So. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> if you're toxic, we can't give you a keyboard and mouse because you'll just oh use it to be. I'm just kidding. And I don't know if you're serious about me DMing you those chat logs, but my name on Twitter is Jonathan Delgado. I'll probably DM you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at them. Thank you for mentioning. Right. Thank Thanks, you. man. See you. Yeah. Bye. Have a good one. All right. All right. Let's fly through these last two. Um, all right. Uh, Google Mox uh, subbed and it's Leper subbed. There we go. Just uh, two more callers. Poggers. Doxing himself. I think it's okay. Um, we go. Here we go. David is on the show. David, where are you calling from? Stockton, California. Stockton. Uh, thank you for being a Twitch Prime uh, Twitch sub uh, for the show. What do you want to talk about? And, and we'll have to unfortunately go pretty quickly through yours. Sorry. I have two topics. Um, can we pick can one? Decide which one? Yeah, you yeah. guys could decide which one. Um, the like we're talking. I'm talking to the C9 fan group. About should we be a fan of the organization or the fan of the players, and why so? Or um, how could you become a like how could you get your name out there to the LRL Pro team and become like an assistant coach and build your way up to being an actual coach to the academy team or pro team? Here's what I'll do. I will give you. We'll answer the first one, and I'll give an arrow like 15 seconds to answer your second one. Um, okay. So so should your question is. Uh, should people be a fan of the players or fan of the team? Yeah, so we were talking about how, like some of the C9 groups uh, members are saying, no, we're a fan of Sneaky and Jensen, and we believe that they deserve their slot. We're going to like they're the best players. We want to see the best perform on the team. And I'm and I'm the other side of the group where I'm like, I don't believe we should be just a fan of the players. We should be a fan of the organization, be proud of what they're doing, something new. But I believe that C9 has messed up. Like, I believe they should have kept contracts. We knew this contract because I believe he's one of the best NA talented uh, jungler. And uh, see what they could have done with the bot lane. I believe Keith did. He, like, he just felt for too long that they should have just picked a random challenger player or something. Just Yikes. somebody new to try out. Dude, okay. Don't do Keith like that. He's such a nice guy, man. Um, sorry, okay. But... I, I would just say... Um, do whatever you want. Be a fan of whatever you want. I don't think you should have to feel like you're obligated to be a fan of an org or obligated to be a fan of a player. Like, if you like a player more and they go to a different team, you shouldn't feel like, ah, I can't support that team. Like, no, support that team. Cool. Just, I think it's fine to do either. I'm down for players that are fans of Echo Fox just because Hooney's here now, stuff like that, because Dardock's here now and all the players that have came in that are new. Um, I mean, I treat them the same. It's like, cool. Nice to have you guys here. 
I don't think people should feel bad either way. Supporting. Yeah, I think it's on the team to convince you to be a fan of them. Um, and if you don't feel like whichever team you're rooting for is like, you know, they're doing enough to convince you of that, uh, then that's on the team, right? They have to make you interested in like what they stand for, who they are, like what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and if you are interested and if the players are doing a better job of that, then uh, I think you, you go with where your heart is, right? Yeah, it's, it's a battle for your interest. So if players who aren't interesting, of course, you're not going to be a fan of them. Teams who aren't interesting, you're not going to be a fan of the teams. Um, and I just, I, whichever one speaks to you is fine. It's just, I don't think it should ever turn super combative, like where you're like, man, I hope C9 loses because they bench my favorite players. Yeah. You, should, you should be more of the mindset. I hope my players earn their starting spot back or hope they end up on a different team. I don't want to see them in academy. I want to see them succeeding in the LCS. Uh, and it's kind of the same idea, just two very different tones. Uh, and then, Anero, do you want to give your second answer? Or was, oh, how do you become uh, like a assistant coach or something? I would say, honestly, you got to get your foot in the door somehow through any means necessary. And probably the best one is just content. Content and networking. You need to have some type of brand to yourself that you've got out there. If someone just gives me a resume, that doesn't tell me anything, really. Um, I can do an interview with you. That might tell me a few things, but it's not going to tell me what you know about the game, how you approach, like coaching specific things might tell me how you are as a coach out of the game but not necessarily in game related put content out build your brand on twitter any social media you can and just talk to people tweet at mark you know a lot just specifically at mark every day just always tweet mark behind the scenes is known as the coach maker the coach creator he goes did you know that the only reason nick has a job is because of me good enough no, that's Actually? not. No, it's not. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, really? <laughs> no, I Mark Z's been damned the whole time. Yeah, secretly. No, it's not. You got a sick British accent, by the way. <laughs> David I, is a man of many talents. David, is uh, is that good for you? Do you, you feel satisfied with that? Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so, like, just like build content as in, like, reviewing games, stuff like that. Yeah, anything like that. You can do written content. You can do video content. Um, I've seen people do everything in between and end up with a job offer, even as like an analyst or something. You just have to have something that's like tangible that I can look at or watch and just know that you know this at least. Right? It's like building a portfolio, you have right? You have to yeah, have yeah, like work exactly. that demonstrates like, your skill set. Yeah, if you say you're a good artist, but I haven't seen your art, I don't know if you can draw. But if you send me like a portfolio with all your artwork, I'm like, okay, well... He can draw, I guess. And then, you know, it tells me a bit more about you. David, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Thanks. Have a good time. Great show, guys. Have a good one. Uh, All right. Last call. Uh, Looks like it's invert. Invert, LOL. Yeah. Oh, somebody just sent. Dastly at night sent 580 bits and says, here's my official message saying Echo Fox wins summer. Well, there you go. Thank you uh, for the bits, and we'll we'll store it for the future. Uh, looks like Mark is trying to resolve things. Oh, here we go. Invert is on the show. Where are you calling from, Invert? Uh, moonlit Los Angeles. Moonlit Los Angeles. Is, is the moon out right now? I saw it in the reflection of my... I don't go outside. So. you know who this is, Travis? Uh, yes. I, I was out at uh, Third Street Promenade earlier, and okay. I can confirm that the moon was out, so... Yeah. Uh, invert, what do you, well, first off, provide a little context for those. 
Sure. I am the current coach of FlyQuest Academy. Uh, those pesky guys who have a banner behind the screen at the LCS studio now, I noticed. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to yeah. Riot for that. I didn't get to uh, say my thanks before, but I no, no it's hidden behind the screen. Yeah, it's the just right like angle stuck on it. in there. Yeah, but they light it up whenever FlyQuest plays. Oh, do they? Yes, I don't That's know if you lovely. know this, but yes, they do. I I don't know if I agree with the lighting of it because that feels weird, but they do light it up. Yeah. I just wonder. It's probably it's probably going to be like the first to go once they want to run out of room. They're just going to be like. I think what they're going to do. Uh, I, I've heard that like they're already running out of. I think they're. I think they're going to do like a rotating like whoever is the latest academy mm. champion gets that. Oh, well, cool. hopefully, if that's the case, then we just get to like they don't like burn our banner like they, they don't just, do like a ritual. <laughs> you want to take it home? It's yeah, just something like, like that. Side like on the side of the studio, just like as yeah. you walk in, you can see like banners. Of teams I was going to say they should just build a cool. bigger studio. If they're running out of room for the banners, just expand. And that's the only reason why they need one, yeah. just for the banners. <laughs> More banner space. Uh, Invert, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so the, the past three splits, I'll be really quick. Uh, past three kind of off-seasons have been very long. Part of that is due to long international tournaments, MSIs. But both MSIs were over a month. I believe Worlds last year was like 50 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you struggled with MSI this split in terms of justifying the cost of traveling to Europe for such a long time. Uh, So I wanted to throw out there uh, if they make international tournaments shorter, if there's like longer off season time for people not either not participating or, uh, you know, can be participating in different ways that we can have different kinds of fun tournaments or tournaments to kind of, uh, or, content or something that kind of fills that gap um i'm a huge fan of ogn masters for those in the chat and those watching that don't know what ogn masters is it's an old korean tournament where basically team organizations combine their two teams into kind of an all-star team and you always had to substitute at least two players every game that you played um so i think Something like that would be really cool uh, to you, have in, during that long space. It's uh, hard, though, for, because... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, during that long space, um, if those international tournaments can be shortened. Obviously, it's harder because it could get in the way of viewership of those tournaments, et cetera, et cetera. But. Yeah, I, it's hard because all these... I, I feel like they don't want to add... If they add tournaments, like Rift Rivals, they don't want to add any stakes to those tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone complains and gets annoyed and the assholes on their show suggest that they should just sub in Academy <laughs> players for those tournaments. So um, I think that's one of the problems there. I do. I agree that there's way too much of a dead zone in the middle of the split. I think that's part of the reason why viewership has suffered. Uh, you had all these people that were engaged. Spring split hits, hits or ends. Then you go to MSI, which no one from North America watches. Uh, and then you just have this like giant dead zone and all the teams are just twiddling their thumbs. Uh, FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, those that didn't make playoffs just sit around doing nothing. I mean, um, even even for us, like the Academy guys, uh, yeah. our schedule was a week back. So Academy Finals was one week before yeah. Miami and the break was still like a month yeah. and a half. Like it's absolutely absurd. I think MSI is too long uh for what it is especially because they 
the like have the extra part in the beginning. I think Mark and I talked a lot about this during League Weekly last year whenever Worlds and MSI just felt really long because they got rid of like the wild card qualifications and just like merged that all into the same tournament. Uh, so I continue to, to take issue with that. I think MSI shouldn't feel like a three week long tournament. It should probably feel like a one week long tournament um, or maybe like a 10 day long tournament. So um, and then once you do that, you end up a lot better. I actually think off season, off season, like the time from the the end of October or in November to like the very beginning of January when LCS starts, you can actually make that longer. I think that that like in a world where <clears throat> league ends like at the beginning of october that might even be better because like a long off season at least other people go off do things that right can change the game etc i don't know what uh, mark and anero think but i think you want to avoid going too far in one direction oh man every team now has to spend an extra month doing stuff so they only get two <laughs> weeks off yeah. uh because that's that's pretty bad but i think a, a month and a half is, is a lot for for pro team so it'd be nice if like um there was something to prepare for just like, like you said, I think masters type thing would be really cool. It'd be nice if you could do it internationally on some level, but that's mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. I, I'm, I would like the idea of just something else for each time zone to kind of enjoy as well. Yeah. Something I think that would be uh, pretty funny to do would be to have the teams that don't make it to playoffs and like NA in Europe play in an international tournament. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, but I think that would like be a bad choice. That would be... Yeah. Oh, man. It would, it would probably be bad for those teams because it's not going to feel good, but... Yeah, how do you even... The worst team. How do you even sell that? You know, it's kind of like what Riot did with, like, the fate, the like People fake like rivalry fest. thing. People like shit. Yeah, fest, but man. Riot can't brand it like that. It's that <laughs> monkey fight, you know, where it's, like, all the good teams standing around them and they're two in the middle. It's just that, but an actual tournament. People like shit fests. I mean, I don't know how they'd sell it that isn't like a like kick in the face to those teams that go. That's to what it, I'm saying but... is that it's totally. Yeah. Also, uh, how do you, how many people watch like... that? It's an international event, which means that you have to like fly people over and maintain it. It's kind of a pain. Yeah. I, don't um, know. I just think it would be funny. I, I don't know anything about this type of stuff. I, I don't know how to make any of that better at all. I really like their their thing that was proposed for the initial Rift Rivals, where it was like uh, like a pool of teams who like tried to find. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like it was like a fighting game tournament. Yeah, yeah I thought that was super fucking yeah. cool, and then they just yeah. ditched it because it like wasn't enough content for like. No, I th- wasn't there like a huge public outcry? Yeah, because uh, they, they wanted a normal turn, like the public wanted a normal tournament because they didn't understand how cool Last Man Standing I don't think was. It was that. It was that. Also, was they didn't get very many games, right? You were only going to get three games max, I'm pretty sure, because it was yeah. literally like that was it. They just played best of ones between three teams, and that was it, if I remember correctly. So the outcry was more that like you have this international thing you're taking a pause for for like three games. What the fuck is this? And then they turned it into like a round robin typical tournament. But hmm. I think there's there's some amalgamation that you can do with like, yeah. hey, the, the teams that aren't going to MSI – those five teams battle at Rift Rivals in a 5v5 fucking, like, yeah, yeah that thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Last Man Standing. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the, also, maybe a little uh, bit of a hidden agenda here is, like, having a Master-style tournament or just something beyond Academy that integrates, <laughs> that more actively integrates players. I know... Yeah. Uh, 
into the <laughs> NALCS broadcast. Like I know certain teams uh, and, you know, C- C9 for all the flack that they get. If it's working, it's working. You know, Echo Fox moves players up and down um, and has a lot of talent. FlyQuest has done the same. Uh, TSM has done it as well. Like there's a lot of uh, movement, I guess. I want to call it movement instead of benching because I think benching is a really poor framing of it and also is kind of derogatory to the Academy League. Um, I just don't think, in my opinion, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an opinion you don't like, Invert, but I feel like it is hard. I do not, I think there are enough fans for eight LCS teams. I don't even think there's enough for 10. I actually Mm -hmm. think they probably should have franchised in only eight teams instead of 10. And I think trying to make them, anybody care about like the other 10 Academy teams, like I think Academy should almost entirely be for development. And then, like, I actually do like that they gave the streams on Thursdays to the teams to do something fun because then you can you can try to mix it up and whatever you're doing there is less about the players and about the academy and more about just like having your team do something about its team. Um, but I I don't see a tournament being successful that tries to bring in like the academy players. But maybe I mean, I, I, th- I think that says more about the way that we treat fandom in North America when it comes to teams. So like, you know, what earlier caller asked about or, you know, was kind of alluding to uh, being a fan of a player versus being a fan of a team. Uh, I think we have a bigger, I don't want to call it an issue, but a bigger kind of um, style of fandom in North America that is more focused on being fans of a player over a team. And I think that is kind of a root issue that, uh, that creates your take, right. That makes it seem like there's less fans for teams than there otherwise would be. If people could put, uh, invest their time into a team instead of players. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for your call invert. Yep. See you guys later. Have a good one. See ya. All right. So that's the final call of the night. I want to give uh, Mark a chance to shout out anything that he's got going on. It sounds like they're secret things. Uh, there's some secret things. I got that guy's um, logs. I'm going to read one out loud and then we can maybe think about it. Um, game one. Quit coming to my lane. Dude, STFU, just AFK now, please. Stop fucking feeding and sit turret otherwise. You're also top lane. If you don't expect ganks, you're dumb. You're 3-0 for no other reason than just you. I even came to your lane and ganked, and you couldn't alt or anything. Outplay, can we group as five? Like, why are you splitting bot? Uh, Lucian just plays by himself. Lucian, why are you trolling? Lucian group so we can. Are you stupid? Jesus. Lucian and Yasuo are mental. Grouping is so hard, apparently. We ping everyone mid, and you're a fucking idiot. Farming top for no reason. Holy fuck, people can't group. Literally playing with fucking idiots who can't group. GG. It's too late in the game. Bot and top are literal ass. So, we, so we've lost. Lucian, you never group. We've lost now. Who cares how fed you are if your game sense is stupid AF? You waited too long. So I doubt that he goes out and plays soccer with people and says, like, I'm playing with fucking idiots uh, to all of his friends and colleagues. Probably not. I mean, I think people don't realize how much they say when they do this, and it doesn't feel like that in the moment. And yeah, he probably I mean, doesn't realize what he says. But uh, I mean, I think it's a fundamental difference because no. 
sorry. He he sound he says like it's not racism and stuff like that, and it's it's somewhat constructive. Um, yeah, he just he he thinks like I think it's a difference in perspectives, right? Like I'm not trying to disrespect the color. I think they see that and they're like, well, I'm not I'm not being a bad person. I'm not saying anything racist or homophobic. Like ultimately, I am not a bad person. I'm just frustrated, so I don't deserve this ban. Well, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to speak for him, but I kind of am. Uh, whereas I would look at that and say, like, I don't want to encounter that person in my game. I don't care if I can mute them or not. I don't want to encounter that person in the game. I am happy that they are, like, being punished for that. So it's hard for me to disagree. By the what way, a bunch say, of people are now subbing, I guess, because you because you, you read those. I don't know why that causes subs. To be fair, I would not have read them if he didn't say that he doesn't <clears throat> care and he'll show them. Right, yeah, 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 like, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not, I hope no one thinks that, like, I would do this to anyone who DMs me anything or anything. It's just yeah. that he, he said on the broadcast, you can read these out loud. Yeah. I wouldn't care or something. Yeah. So my take, I actually, it was weird because we got really bogged into him personally than more his point. I do think that they're probably a little anal on stuff like that in terms of banning. Like, Looking at that, that's a guy who should get chat restricted forever. Like Anero said, if that was an option, um, but I don't think someone would enjoy playing the game that way. So it's like a little bit like damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, also, do I want to play with people that are chat restricted forever? Like, isn't no, that? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't think there's a great solution. Um, I mean, I think as long as you can type and press the enter button when you tell someone how you feel, but they don't get to see it, yeah, that's fine. Even if it made it pop up in the chat box and you were like shadow chat ban and you didn't realize it yeah that would yeah. probably be good it shows up in theirs and they're like yeah i told that guy but the other people just don't get it yeah. i think that would be um pretty solid because i mean overall i don't think that that's that what he said is that bad it's just that's because i also don't think it's that bad at Ch- all yeah. Yeah. Chinoy what, and chat says i, I whether wouldn't care a- if someone said that to me Chinoy- i would just be like ruffle and move on with my life yeah i would not be happy to have that person in my game i would be like i don't know why this person's in my game and i don't want them to be here yeah but definitely some people aren't like that so maybe i'm more those people that aren't like that pretty much maybe i am more uh sensitive maybe i'm a snowflake you know i I think soy boy i look at that and i say individually that's that's like not that bad that dude deserves to get reported for that game but if you're doing that in over 50 percent of your games you you have a problem (laughs) Uh, like Shinoyans and Switch has said whether he's a deep bag or not, those private lecture should have never gone to air. He said he was fine with this. So that's like if someone sends me a letter and says, like, you can read this out loud, and I read that out loud, like how could you get mad at me? Yeah. Anyways, I think like quantity matters a lot too. So like if you say that in a game and you say that like once and you had a bad day, like you're not gonna get banned over that. That's something made pretty clear because i've definitely popped off like that before in my past and i've never gotten anything bad so uh i've never been banned suspended anything so i I think a lot of it too is not just that you say these things but quantity and like if you are literally doing that even close to 50 percent of your games you gotta just chill out because you're gonna lose a lot of games and someone's gonna play bad every single game Probably. Mark, like, you should much? start a show where people send you their chat logs that they get banned for, and you just do dramatic readings of them. I, I don't think I have the vocal range. That's like a Dash thing. Yeah, well, I don't think Dash could get away with it, but I think uh, <laughs> you, could, you could get away with it. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Send me some more of your banned logs, people. Anero, you got any shout-outs, plugs, anything you want to get out there? 
Uh, shout out to the Echo Fox Discord, like I do in all of your interviews. I love those guys. I hang out in like the Echo Fox, Hunter Thieves, and like Golden Guardians Discord every now and then. Just yeah. talk to people there. Uh, they're all hella cool. Thanks for supporting me and the team as well. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Everybody's spamming flame, chance. flame game right now. That's what they want it to be called. Is the flame Wait, game? Flame game would be lit. Flame Dude, game. Don't worry, bro. I got we, we did a flame game for uh, the LCS one time. I felt really bad about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was on the countdown. We did a flame game segment for Rainover. Oh, you just flamed him. <laughs> yeah, I was so like, uh, I like how you was, get away with that. But whenever you gave like a critical analysis of Bjergsen having a rough start to the split, everybody goes crazy. But I never heard any backlash for doing a flame game on Rainover. Yeah, I mean. It's it's a tough segment to pull off. And like I have plans to do more in the future, but like <laughs> it's really hard to pull that off. Yeah. yeah. When you were talking about coaches need to prospective coaches need to make content an arrow, would the flame game count as a coaching content piece that you would review and consider bringing them on board? Yeah, for sure. Okay. There if you go. you're saying a player is bad at something, you better be right. Yeah. I'd be down. That'd All be right. Cool. Uh, thank you everyone uh, for watching uh, really appreciate the continued support uh, it is episode 33 of Hotline League and we are done <laughs>